Summit Spartans Football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc., Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. You're listening live to the Summit Spartans broadcast for the second season on 101.7 FM and FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Click on 101.7. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. The weather, 67 degrees, Chris fall night here at Summit. It's the third straight home game for the defending 5A state champions. Now 5-0, the Summit Spartans will welcome a powerhouse program from Hendersonville, the 3-1 Beach Buccaneers. This will be a revenge game for the Buccaneers from last year's 5A quarterfinal matchup where Summit was hanging by a thread but miraculously won the game and went on to win the state championship. Summit won 5A state championship. Beach has two 5A state championships. Insert this season. Both teams move up to 6A, having over 1,500 students, but in different regions. Summit, Region 7, Beach, Region 5, with the likes of Hendersonville, Clarksville, Gallatin, Rossview, West Creek. Beach head coach Anthony Crabtree was hired from Creekwood over a decade ago and has built a solid program. The great athlete you might know from Beach, Jalen Hurd, set the Tennessee rushing record in 2012 and had over 390 rushing yards in the state championship versus Columbia. Tonight's game could be a tad different from the 2020 playoff game. Summit still has the majority of its players back from last year, while Beach lost their starting quarterback, running back, and a receiver and kicker. We'll bring in Matt Rogers. Well, the Summit keep rolling tonight, but they got a speed bump to cross versus Beach. Absolutely, man. What another phenomenal night here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. And uh, what, what has Summit got to do to keep rolling? Same exact thing that I've said last week. It's not rocket science here. they got to stick to what they do and do it great and limit the mistakes. When Summit makes mistakes, they get in trouble. When they don't make mistakes, they look flawless like they did last week. Of course, they're playing Centennial, you know, probably a little bit of a lesser team than they're going to see tonight. But again, when they play mistake-free football, flawless football the way that they can play, they're absolutely outstanding, and they're pretty much unmatched at the high school level, in my opinion. We'll talk about the Centennial game, Wade's best and best passing game of the season, 117 yards, one touchdown. Brady Pierce, four receptions, 74 yards, one touchdown. The team overall, 33 carries, 326 yards, 21st downs. Hollis, though, came alive as kind of that back that may be inserted with Destin Wade in the backfield. Seven carries, 127 yards, and one touchdown. So with that being said, 
We'll see how Summit's offense will match up with Beach defense as Beach looks to be probably in a 3-4. Yeah, Beach will come out in the 3-4. And uh, what they're going to do, and it, but here's the thing, Apple, everybody's done this against Summit, and they just ha- it hasn't worked because you got the Wade Twins. They're going to come out in the 3-4. They're going to pack the box, and they probably won't blitz a lot. They're going to have a couple of those linebackers keying on Destin Wade just in case he runs that RPO, that run-pass option, and decides to run. But here's the thing. When people have done that and they've put themselves in the right position, now they got to actually tackle Destin Wade, which I haven't seen anybody successfully do that and uh, probably won't see that happen tonight. Beach lost a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, but still great at wide receiver and tight end. But this season will test Coach Crabtree to adjust from his normal smokestack eye, eye formation to a spread offense. So, Matt, your thought is Summit defense comes into this game alive, but Beach, we might see something different tonight. But two, two big factors for Anthony Crabtree, the head coach of Beach. One, he's out of his comfort zone because he's going to have to run that spread offense tonight and air it out with his two sophomore quarterbacks, Brian Rager and Big Jackson Ford, the sophomore, six foot six, 220 pounds. He actually has a great arm, but I got to tell you, the big superstar on the offense for Beach is their receiver, number five, Andrew Page. That kid is a Division One wide receiver, and they're going to look to get him the ball. Again, outside of the comfort zone for Crabtree, but one thing that we didn't mention is last year, Beach didn't have to see big number seven on the Summit Spartans, Keaton Wade, which you and I are going to announce this Sunday at the Titans game as the player of the week. So they got their hands full, and I just don't think this offensive line for Beach is going to be able to hold down big Keaton Wade, the future Kentucky Wildcat. You're halfway through the season. Zero injuries for Summit. How big is that? You know, the Lord is shining upon them, Epley. They got the favor of the Lord right there, and uh, it's a beautiful thing because they've absolutely dominated injury free you know is is all that a coach can ask for and thank god they have stayed injury free and they look i mean look at there's there's no way to overhype it or underestimate it summit has looked absolutely fantastic they have played really close to mistake free football i know coach coleman would disagree with me saying that because he's the head coach he's always going to pick apart his team but I mean, they just look absolutely fantastic. The big thing tonight, offensively for Summit, is going to have to do what they did last year. They relied on the arm of Destin Wade, not the legs, to win that game. He was 13-16 last year for 218 yards and four touchdowns. And that last drive, the game winner, was him throwing the pass to Jolly. He's going to have to air it out tonight as well to beat this team. Beach 3-1. and one. We'll come in with the white jerseys, the navy blue plants, and the white helmet. The three and one record, defeating Farragut, defeating Henry County, a loss to Hendersonville on the road. They had a bye week, and then played Clarksville with the win. Here's the numbers you need to know about as we talk about last year. I dug this up. Currently, Beach averages 21.8 a game. Last year, at this time when we played them in the uh, playoffs. Beach averaged 35.6. That's two touchdowns more last year. Defensively, currently they're at 12.3. When we played them last year, they were at 12.8. So the defense is still there. It's just the offense right now for Beach is not putting up the points that Coach Crabtree would like. Summit, well, they got a different look. It's been about a decade since they wore the orange jerseys with orange 
pants and a white helmet. Summit 5-0. Defeated Henry County. Won the Spring Hill COVID. Defeated Brentwood. Defeated Blackman. Dis- defeated Centennial. So where does uh, Summit stack up when they play Beach? Well, currently Summit averages 42 points per game. Last year, only 33 at that point when they played Beach. Defensively, Summit gives up 12 points. What do you think they gave up last year? 12 points. So the defense... Both, uh, both teams are staying right on that number 12. Unfortunately, Beach's offense is going down and Summit's offense is going up. Yeah, you know, I mean, the big question mark tonight is going to be the defensive backs. Noah Feltz and John Dipple, those two corners for Summit, are going to have their work cut out for them tonight. Of course, we got two studs at the safeties position in Brady Pierce and Aiden Bird, but the big key tonight, because Summit lost uh, Kaneda Wirtz last year at the cornerback position, and Feltz stepped up. He's a senior, he's got a little bit of experience, but he ain't never seen anybody like big Andrew Page tonight, the Division One receiver, so that's going to be the big test tonight, and we've seen Summit pass that test in the past, but tonight is hands down their toughest opponent they've seen so far. Does the weather play a factor? It's going to be about 50 degrees. We've been playing in 70. I mean, it's no, it, it's absolutely beautiful. This is the picture-perfect fall night for fall football, especially in the south, but pretty much nationwide. I mean, you could not have ordered up a more beautiful night. The captains will go to midfield, and it is Brady Pierce, Dustin Wade, Keaton Wade, and Cooper Cook out there for the Summit Spartans as we're waiting the coin toss, a packed house here in Summit. And we don't normally see it. I mentioned this is the third straight home game of five for the Summit Spartans. Yeah, and good thing for Summit, they have their toughest games, in my opinion, at home. It only gets tougher from here. This is the toughest so far. But, uh, I mean, for me, this is the first opponent we've seen this year, too, Epley, that passes the eye test for me. And what that means is when my eye looks at the Beach Buccaneers, they're freaking big, man. They're just as big, if not maybe a little bit bigger than Summit, which is something we haven't seen this year. They look really good to my eye. The coin toss was won by Summit, and Coach Coleman said, give me the football. <laughs> He's making a statement. I mean, look, at they were very balanced last year uh, and only had a little bit more yards than Beach, and it was that last play of the game. And this is interesting. Last year, Beach outrushed Summit which is something we never say. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen tonight, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how good is this pass game for Beach because it's much out of their comfort zone and their tradition. And we have a line forming here with a lot of parents, students. I'm not sure if they're going to let Summit run from the goal line all the way to the other 10-yard line as Beach comes on the field as you hear the horn. But Summit is lined up. Are they going to run 90 yards? They really um, are. <laughs> the American flag leads, then the Tennessee flag, and then the Summit High School, and then the logo. And then you've got two Kentucky flags. What does that mean? <laughs> we got a couple big-time Wildcats, and Summit's representing for the future of Kentucky. Big game coming up. If you're just tuning in and you're listening to 101.7, we'll take a 30-second commercial break. We come back to kick between Summit and Beach on 101.7. 
Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Tie your cleats, adjust your shoulder pads, button your chin strap, look up to heaven and acknowledge what has and what hasn't happened. Get the final orders from the coach and hit the gridiron. It's go time. 12 minutes on the clock. Man, what a beautiful night. This is the first time I've ever seen the Summit Spartans in all orange. This is uh, normally, the, you know, these teams have those blackout games where they wear all the black jerseys. It looks like this is the orange crush night for Summit. This crowd is unbelievable for a high school football game. And even the, the track is packed as well. This is awesome. Brandon King and John Dippold will be back to receive the kick. From Nick Crawl, the kicker, as a sophomore. And here we go. Coach Brian Coleman is the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Wide receivers, Jacob Burkett, uh, running back Trey Tate, and Tug, the quarterback coach. And the ball is received at the 11. Uh And we got a little scene for Brady King. He spins his way down to the 39. The offense is going to be led by senior quarterback. Maybe the front runner for Mr. Football or in talks is Destin Wade, six foot five, 215 pounds. Yeah, what a great return there by King. They formed the wedge. He went off the right side, broke a couple tackles, and this is good to set the momentum early for the Spartans. Coming out of receiver, Brady Pierce is in the Z spot. And then you'll have Austin Harvey on the other side of him. And Pierce will come in motion across, and he's going to take it. Followed a couple of blockers, shimmied one off, and gets three yards. Those blockers you you heard about, we got a late flag. Moving left to right, Matt Mullen, a three-year starter, left tackle. Jack Bauer, left guard, first-year starter. Tyler Garber at center, three-year starter. Cooper Cook, three-year starter at right guard. And Mason Richardson. The big man on the outside, right tackle. We got a three-yard run by Pierce and a face mask. So that's 15 more tacked on. Yeah, that's a good thing for the Summit Spartans. You won't see the Spartans do that too often. But uh, Beach, that's kind of, I don't want to say that's their MO, but they, they play rough, tough football. And I can guarantee you they feel slighted for losing the game last year. This is a revenge game for them, no doubt. Last but not least, at tight end, he's back. Tanner Shake, the senior, six foot two, 220. So 30 seconds in, Summit already across midfield to the 41. He's going to hand off. Hollis jukes one, bounces up in the hole, and Hollis goes for two. 
to the 40 of Beach. Yeah, number 13, Bronco Hanks there for the Buccaneers on the outside linebacker position. He slipped through and stopped that play short. And we've seen these uh, fly sweeps going. Uh, he, they like to motion Brady Pierce and, and, and do that. I wonder uh, how, how effective that's going to be tonight because it seems like Beach really has the edge solidified. So the power is going to be to the left. The running back, Hollis, off to the right hip of Destin Wade. Second down and eight on the 40. Two wide receivers to the right. Wade looks to throw for the first time. Got his man across the middle. And it is a first down catch for Tanner Shake to the 27-yard line. It's one of those things I wish I would have said this last time because I was about to say it. We could see a big night tonight for Tanner Shake coming back because here's why. They're running that 3-3, three, 3-4 three, three, stack. They're packing the box, which means the tight end can get right behind those linebackers who are not watching him. Everybody's watching number one. One, not number 14. I don't think that's going to be Tanner's last reception tonight. I'm watching this as this might be the most confident the offensive line has looked to start the game. And there's been some good ones. But they're in unison out there blocking for Wade. Wade's going to look to throw. Wade heaves one to the corner. He's got Pierce. Touchdown! Destin Wade, 27 yards. And there he goes back to the air like he did last year. And he's got his superstar, the man of steel, Brady Pierce, once again up top. I've never seen Brady Pierce run a route this year where he has not beat the defensive back by at least two or three steps. And that was a beautiful throw and catch. Unbelievable drive to start the game. What a play. Throws to the back pylon. And awesome throw by Destin Wade. If he's on, watch out. That's all I can say. I remember watching Wade last year. One of his best games was against Beach. He was on the road. Doesn't want Beach to come into his house. The kick is up, and it is good from Ryan Crane. 7-0, Summit leads Beach. 10-04 left in the first, 30-second commercial break. We'll come back, 101.7 FM. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Welcome back in, 70-101.7. We appreciate you listening. Also, Front Porch Radio TN. Dot com. You can click on the link 101.7. So we'll see as Travis Arrington comes out for Summit to kick it back deep will be Jordan Lee. Also Andrew Page. So Matt, four plays and a touchdown for Summit. Yeah, four plays and a touchdown. It's interesting because you know Coleman and Crabtree are kind of similar in that they like to do what they like to do, which is run the football. And tonight, we might see more passing than running, which for me is exciting because that's one thing I've really longed to see out of Destin Wade. Nice drive for the Spartans. And the kick will be short up to Powell. 
at the 26. He breaks a tackle. Another tackle. What a great return. Almost to midfield. They're going to mark him at the 47. Yeah, very similar to the return that the Spartans had to open up the game. Uh, they got to the 40, and on this one, he got to about the 47-yard line. It sets a lot of momentum in place for the offense, knowing that you only need to go three yards to cross midfield. So uh, not a great special teams play for the Spartans there. Brian Rager will start quarterback. He's a sophomore, six foot one, 170. He splits out his two beasts on the outside, Andrew Page and Aaron Jolly. They're both doubled to the right. Remember, Crabtree loves to run the football, but this team is built to pass. So we'll see. Hands off up the middle, not much doing to Hill. He'll gain two yards the defense for Summit. John Sloan in the middle on the outside of him in the 3-4. Maddox Reed on one side and Ryan Smith on the other. In the middle at linebacker will be Finley Jamison and Jacob Turner. I don't believe Turner played a lot in the last matchup versus Beach. On the outside, as we all know him, Keaton Wade and Brady Hendricks. The corners will be Noah Phelps and John Dipple. The safeties will be Aiden Bird and Brady, Brady Pierce. Second down and a long seven. As he's going to throw it. Rager pressured by Keaton Wade could not wait a second he had to throw it high to the receiver yeah and look at this is going to be a precursor for what's going on tonight he had the tight end open in the flats but he fired it in there because he felt that pressure from Wade this offensive line and most offensive linemen cannot block big number seven and that's going to pose a problem for this offense that wants to air the football out and that tight end he's talking about is Jackson Long six foot four, two twenty. A senior. It's played, a good last name for him, huh? Long. <laughs> played well last year versus Summit. Third down and eight from the 48-yard line. He's going to hand it off and kind of confuse Summit. No one's up there. He's going to be close to the first down marker, goes backwards, and he doesn't get it. Wow. And he's, he had the first down. If he had turned up Hill, no pun intended, but Hill's short. Yeah, number three, Patrick Hill, the running back, short and shifty, five foot nine, 165 pounds. He was the JV All-Star last year for Beach. And, of course, Beach had those two starting running backs last year, which is why Hill didn't see the field. He'll be the primary, if not the sole, running back tonight, and they're going for it. Hill had a chance if he would have cut it up to get the first down. He tried to get more yardage, and basically the team for Summit got out there in pursuit and made the tackle. So nine minutes in the first quarter. Fourth down and three on the 45 of Summit. Beach is going. And here is the smokestack eye. We'll see. Motions one guy to the outside, the middle back, and we'll hand to the tailback. In the middle. Ooh, and I don't close. think he got it. He did not. I don't think so. We'll get the final ruling, but the far official is coming in short for Hill. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. The far official's coming no. in short, and our official on this side's coming in a little bit long, but Summit's celebrating. He did not get it. He needed three and got two, so it's a turnover on downs. Big momentum shift in favor of the Summit Spartans. Great job by the defensive line up front and the linebackers. I love the way that Jamison and Turner play that middle linebacker spot, man. They are small but mighty and fire into those A-gaps like champions. That's awesome. Here comes Wade in the offense, leading 7-0. The score, 8-53, first quarter. 
Summit, 44-yard line, started on the 40, the last possession. Will hand to the sweep. Got some room, and he will knife his way, and Brady Pierce, I'm going to start calling them nails. He gets to the 41-yard line of Beach. God, I love watching that kid play. Here's the key to that play. Number 17 on defense, Tyler Nix, is playing man against Brady Pierce, which is a big mismatch. So when they motion him, that linebacker, Nix, has to come from across the field to try to catch Brady Pierce in full motion. Ain't going to work. You're going to see that play again. Luke McNeely out for Summit on the outside. 8.25 left first quarter on the 40. We'll hand to Hollis. Hollis has got some room. Shifts his way down to the 37, a gain of three. I like seeing Hollis run like that. You know, it was only a gain of about three, four yards, but the way he hit the hole, I mean, there was nothing there. I like that the young the young running back didn't try to get too shifty or redirect or go backwards. The fact that he just put his head down, hit the hole, you got to do that sometimes as a running back, and he did that perfectly. And Wade will break the huddle, second and seven, 37 a beach. 7.50 first quarter, Summit up a touchdown. We mentioned all orange unis, the speed option, and Wade's going to keep it. Oh, nice tackle in the middle by number 48, Keen, and Wade only gains a yard to be third and six. Yeah, so far, Beach, for me, has been the only team this year that has really looked like they can stop. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Stop the run. How about slow down the run? for the Summit Spartans. They got good players. They got a good game plan. They're stacking the box, but they're also solidifying the edge. Again, Summit's going to have to go to the air a lot more tonight than Coleman wants to. Four wide receivers. Two on each side. Wade in the pistol, meaning Hollis is directly behind him. Sends King across to the left. Got trips left now. Wade's going to throw. Wade's pressured. He's still rolling. Wade breaks a tackle. Lost the football. It's on the ground, and it's picked up, and it's a fumble. Jackson Long will get it, and Beach will have it on the 40. Wow, big stop by the Beach Buccaneers right there. Pressure coming from the left side. That's the three-year starter, Matt Mullen, and uh, Wade felt the pressure. He The ball just slipped out of his hands. He had already... Uh, dodged about two or three tacklers and had he held on to that ball Epley, he, he would have at least got a first down and you know in true Wade fashion he probably would have broke one to the house. Here comes Beach as we have now the second possession for the Buccaneers from Hendersonville and we're going to have the sophomore six foot six Jackson Fort in on the next possession. He's going to heave one up in the air. Pressure by John Dippold and Weiss coverage on the superstar, Page. I got to tell you, man, Dippold has really impressed me this year on the defensive side of the ball. He was the starting running back last year. And again, with the absence and or the leaving of Canada Words, he's had to step up. And that was just great coverage right there. He was right on him, which is risky because against this passing team, it looks like Taylor's going to keep running this man defense, which is... You know, like I said, it, it, it's risky. He's really trusting Dippold and Felt out there on the island. Second and 10 on the 40. Once again, they'll alternate quarterbacks for Beach. As we have Ford in the lineup in the pistol formation. Ford will hand. Keaton Wade will make the tackle after two yards. 
A nice play is going to bring up third and eight. After the run is we're going to get the deck the pile. It will be Johnson. Yeah, the two sophomore quarterbacks in Ford and Rieger. But Jackson Ford is six foot six, 220 pounds. I mean, he definitely looks the part. I was talking to one of the beach coaches before the game, and he said both quarterbacks are neck and neck. There's not really one superstar that shines over the other. So we're going to see both of them all night. Third down and eight. On the 42, Beach 6.09 left in the first quarter, trailing by seven. It's going to be pressure thrown high over the head. The intended receiver, Flowers, it will be a punt for Beach. Yeah, that's uh, Big Jacob Turner, the middle linebacker, coming on the outside blitz. He starts in the middle, and then you get those defensive linemen pinching to the inside, and that gives Jacob Turner the opportunity to come right off the C-gap and chase down Big Jackson Ford and make him force a throw that he didn't want to force and, of course, resulted in an incomplete. The punt will be from the 42 of Beach back to receive. He's standing at the 28 will be Brady Pierce. 6.03, and the punt will be underway. It's going to go towards the out-of-bounds line. It's going to stay in. It's going to go dead at the 26-yard line, so Wade gets another shot at it. It's funny to watch. It's just funny to watch Keaton Wade on the punt, or on the punt return team right there. They literally had three guys there to block him because we've seen in the past. I mean, he's he's the fumble recovery, uh, you know, kick blocker, but he took one of them and literally threw him on the ground with one hand. It's just that stuff makes me chuckle, man. It's fun to watch. <laughs> How many times can you play Russian roulette? That's what you're doing when you're giving Destin Wade the football. Oh, yeah. We've seen it so many times. And, you know, if there were Vegas odds right now on if Summit would score this drive, it, it would definitely be like you know negative 240 because they're they're i don't think we've seen them get stopped twice in a row first to 10 on the 25 554 first quarter wade just gonna power draw it wade goes for two yards off the right yeah and again i mean look at it. we haven't seen it's for of course it's still early but we haven't seen the big destin wade run yet and it's because they have that box so stacked and that edge so sealed. Now they all they got to do is tackle. And Beach is the first team we've seen so far that's been able to do that this year. So far. So far. Yeah, seven they're, minutes they're, into the game. Tough. It's gonna. I was going to say, it's going to get tougher and tougher. Yeah, when you stand out there, ask how hard it is to tackle Derrick Henry in the first quarter and the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> ask Seattle. Oh, 5-17, Wade's going to throw this one. He's under pressure. Wade trying to get away. Wow. Down he goes. He gets tattooed. Keen, a sack, a loss of seven on the play. It would be third in a mile. So here's what I'm seeing right now that concerns me a little bit for the Summit Spartans. Beach is able to put pressure on Destin Wade without blitzing. That's something we have not seen that weak link in this offensive line, and it's coming from that left side. This is not good. The other thing that I saw Beach do really well is their discipline. They're not getting juked out by Wade like before, and they are tackling. Again, this shows the great coaching of Crabtree, and it's only going to get better and better coaching as this season progresses. Well, good luck to four wide receivers. Confusion on Beach is third and 18 on the 19-yard line. 425 left in the first. Wade's going to fake it to Hollis. Wade's got time. Wade across the middle. And Brady Pierce was lit up as he came across the field by J.P. Courtney, this junior. Yeah, we had trips to the right-hand side. That's three receivers off to the right. The one that was most inside was Brady Pierce. The two outside receivers ran a post and a streak, which is straight up the field. Brady Pierce came across the middle, and that backside safety was eyeballing him 
the entire time. If I was Wade right there, I probably would have took a shot upfield, but he loves Brady Pierce coming across the middle. Ball would be punted on the 19, or should I say the line of scrimmage. Brady Pierce has got to stand up and go back and kick it. He's at the five-yard line, so 418 left in the first. A good snap back to Pierce, Uh and Pierce gets a good one off. To about the 45. Oh, it's going to get a roll, too, and roll dead. Nice work down to the 36 of Beach by Brady Pierce. I got to tell you, man, if Brady Pierce does not uh, excel at the uh, skill position in college, he definitely has a future in punting. He has some great punts so far this year. And I was going to say, the, the Vegas odds just lost because that's two times in a row Summit has been stopped by Beach. In fact, they've gone backwards, not forward. So on the field, Austin Gruders will come in for Brady Pierce on defense. Yeah, he, Brady Brady needs a breather. I, I hope he's okay because he did get drilled. He's sitting on the bench. I hope it's just, you know, oxygen. 407, first quarter. <coughs> Fast change. Seven for Summit. Zero for Beach. Third possession. Going to go back to the other quarterback. Hands it off. Got a lane. Johnson. Johnson. Johnson down to the 30 of Summit. Yeah, that's uh, Darius Johnson, the junior running back. Didn't really see uh, too much. Last year, he had four carries and actually scored a touchdown because he was behind those two seniors. And uh, interesting to see. That's uh, the beach is actually able to move the ball down to the 30 now. This uh, could get a little hairy, Apple. We're not used to this. Well, you're used to games 36 to zero, so anything could get hairy. <laughs> exactly right. 34 yard run by Johnson. As I mentioned, Rager playing the charades with the quarterbacks. Rager in now for Beach. 325. He's going to throw it to the big man on the outside. Missed tackle. And he gets up to the secondary, down to the 20. A gain of 10, a nice play by Page. Yeah, Summit did a good job there on Andrew Page. That's the Division I wide receiver. And he's been just running little short routes. What they want to do him is kind of imagine like that old-school Calvin Johnson receiver from the Lions. They want to give him ball in space and let him make these guys miss. And he did that right there, broke that first tackle. But there was a couple Summit Spartans that had his back to make the tackle. A lot of uh, going on in the first quarter. Both teams with three possessions, and we're not even inside three minutes in the first quarter. Going to fake it. Pressure, and Keaton Wade's back there. Has to throw it early, and down goes the quarterback. He tried to get it in the end zone to Page. That's the second time Rager has had to force that ball in there. They're running single coverage on the Division One receiver, Page, and he had him right there. And the reason that pass wasn't complete was because number seven tattooed Brian Rager. And I, I do got to give credit to that quarterback, and that's why he's playing more than Big Jackson Ford is because Rager looks a little bit more calm, poised, and maybe a little bit more mature back there right now, especially when Keaton Wade's in your face. 3-14, first quarter, Summit 7, Beach 0. Doubles to the right. We'll hand it off, and Courtney's going to run up the field to the 15-yard line, gain of 3. Yeah, and uh, they're probably going to have to go back to the air right here. I mean, if I'm Beach, I'm just doing everything I can to double-team number seven because if they keep expecting that big right tackle to block Keaton Wade, it's going to be a long night, and they're not going to be able to air it out at all. Actually, they gave Courtney the five-yard line. He must have rolled over a player, so it's third down and five 
on the 15 is Summit. Beach driving in the red zone, down seven. As you hear the home crowd, the cowbells, the horns, everything going off. They're going to throw to the outside. Up and I'm not sure. Oh, the big frame will put them to the first down of Page. Yeah, so what's happening up front on the offensive line part, Keaton Wade's starting to sneak outside. And typically, you if you're going to double team an outside rusher, you're going to take your tackle to block him, and then that running back's going to step up. But I'll tell you right now, it doesn't matter if it's number three, Patrick Hill, or number 26, Darius Johnson. They're not going to be able to, to block Wade. And that's the first time uh, or the second time we've seen Andrew Page catch the ball, and there's going to be a lot more of those. If Rager starts to get comfortable, throwing that ball to Page, uh, Beach could be in this game more than we thought. The last two passes to Page were just down the line, really not throwing across the middle. A handoff, I believe, Johnson from the 10-yard line will go for three. Yeah, and it's surprising they're having uh, Feltz guard Page instead of Dippled. I'm a little bit surprised by that one because, uh, you know, so far the two times they've gone to Page, it's uh, been for positive yards. One of them was a first down. Second and seven on the seven of Summit. Beach driving, third possession. Down seven, 135 left in the first quarter as the defense has got to hunker down inside the red zone. The other thing Beach is doing that uh, Centennial tried to do early on is slow the game down. They are in no rush to get to the line of scrimmage, and that's smart. That's going to keep this game close. High formation for Beach. Go left off tackle, and Keaton Wade says, nope. Wow. He'll go back to the line of scrimmage. He caught him from the backside and made the tackle. And he laid on him at the end, said a little something in his ear, probably uh, not wishing him a Merry Christmas too early. But the interesting thing, man, it's so cool to watch Keaton Wade come from the absolute backside and rush him down and actually bring him backwards. You don't see that too often. It's, it's so fun to watch the Wade bros, especially Keaton on defense. That was awesome. Third and goal. They're going to say it's a long six. Gave him a half a yard on that play, so we'll see if Beach throws it down the lane to Page, who comes over to the left side, single covered by John Dippold. I formation, and they're going to fake it. And pressure, and he didn't get it. He tried to get it, pushed out of bounds, I believe, by Gruners. And where are they going to mark the quarterback? Rager. He's going to be three yards short. I'm assuming that uh, Crabtree's going to go to that smokestack guy and try to pound that in. They were unsuccessful for the first down. I do want to highlight, man, Brady Pierce is still sitting on the bench with his helmet off, and now he's got about three trainers around him. I don't like the look of that, Epley, uh, because something's going to happen here, either a touchdown or a turnover on downs, and it's going to be interesting to see. Brady Pierce doesn't look like he's ready to go back in. That's a big loss. We'll keep a report on that. They try to get it from Justin Lamb, who's down there. 29 seconds. And here we go. Fourth and three. Crabtree gives the finger and says, let's go. It's down seven. This will be huge. And here comes the smokestack eye formation. The tailback will be Courtney. And we got a timeout. Hold everything. Timeout. And we'll take a quick 30 as well. We'll come back. It's fourth and go on the three. 101.7. One stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state of the art, fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales, is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. 
This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Welcome back in. 28 seconds left in the first quarter. Both teams with three possessions. One touchdown for Summit. Beach trying to answer on their third possession. Fourth and three, we saw the smokestack eye. What will happen here? The injury report right now we picked up on Brady Pierce after he punted the football, did not go back in on defense. We'll get you that update in just a second. But right now, fourth and three, Beach comes back out in the smokestack eye with the quarterback, Rager, and the tailback will be Courtney. Off the left hash, and they're going to hand to the middle back, and he will walk in. It's Bronco Hanks, the junior. Yeah, Summit was not ready for that one. Smokestack eye, that's basically a fancy way to say three running backs behind the quarterback. So not only does Summit have to stack that box, shoot those gaps, but they also have to eyeball which running back they're going to give the ball to, and that that situation it was the fullback which was the second running back and like you said epley walked in untouched not good for the spartans nope not good the extra point by crawl is good so we are seven to seven and summit with the football will stay here 25 seconds left in the first quarter not a shocker probably to most people that we have a tie ball game seven to seven going into the second quarter I'm a little shocked, especially because of the way I saw Summit come out and go to the air. One thing, again, that I don't like, Brady Pierce still on the bench, still helmet off. If I had to guess, he's taking some deep breaths, which means maybe some in his ribcage abdomen because he did take that shot over the middle by that safety coming and flying to him. But uh, I'm a tad bit surprised that it, that it, that it is close to Surly. But uh, the one thing I'm concerned about, for me... Crabtree for Beach is the best coach that they've seen so far and going to be one of the best coaches that they see all year. So make no mistakes. He's ready. He's going to make the adjustments. This is a big drive for Summit. And I just wonder, when the coaches go talk to the defensive coordinator and say, uh, Taylor, you mind us taking number seven, putting him on offense? Mm. Could be a possibility. We saw it in... And Brentwood, well, we saw him at Centennial rush for two touchdowns as well. Yeah, I would, uh, I would presume Coleman's going to want to do that. He, he doesn't want to lose this game. And uh, to win, especially with Pierce on the bench, at least for now, number seven's going to have to play some offense. And you might see uh, the Wade Bros, future of Kentucky Wildcat football, on the field at the same time for the offense. The return's back out to the 30 for Summit. And here comes Wade. And it will be Dominic Hollis at tailback. We do see John Dippold in with King as well. First and 10, 20 seconds left. Could be the last play of the quarter. And Wade's going to run it. Wade is tracked down as he tried to hit just first gear, a loss of three. That's not a sack. It was going to be a run for Wade. You can feel the momentum shift from this packed sideline to the beach open sideline. The one thing that was interesting on that play for me is Dippold is now in for Pierce. 
and they didn't man him. They're not motioning with him because they don't think he's a threat. 7-7. We're at the end of one. 101.7. We'll be back for the second quarter. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia to 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM with Matt Rogers Here's Mike Epley. And down the seam they go. Destin Wade is second and 12 from the 28. I believe tries to go to Brandon King, overthrows the seam, and it's intercepted. And now the turnover. Beach will have it first and 10 on their 40. Now that's that's what's going to hurt with Pierce being out. If that was Brady Pierce as the receiver, he comes down with that ball. There's a difference for you receivers out there to get up there, take the ball out of the sky with your hands, or let it come to you. Unfortunately, King let that ball come to him, and that safety just ripped it right out of his hands. He didn't go up there and grab it, and that's uh, Wade's first interception of the game. 11-52, second quarter. And control right now to Beach as they switch quarterbacks. So you might like it, you might not. Ford's going to hand off up the middle. And it looks like right now that Summit's a little gas, a 13-yard run by Courtney. Yeah, not only can you feel the momentum shift, but Summit is really, really going to have to make some sort of adjustment here, both offensively and defensively. Crabtree and the Bucks have picked up on something on both sides of the ball, and now things are starting to work for them. This is going to show a lot about the coaching on the sideline for the Summit Spartans on whether they can adjust to this or not. Start of the second quarter. 11 minutes, 25 seconds. 7-7 the score. And a wild snap and missed tackle. Would have had Ford in the background, or should I say backfield, he scampers for two yards. Could have had him for a loss of four. Yeah, the Bucks got real lucky on that one, man. Just a missed tackle. And uh, the, the, the thing that was really shocking me is that Taylor continues to run man coverage against Big Andrew Page, the Division One receiver for the Bucks. I can tell you right now, they're going to be going back to him very quickly because I know Crabtree is seeing that. Well, I'll tell you this. If they are shocking people, the biggest play right now I have on the book for Page is 10 yards. The runs have been 34 and 13. I, you you got to 
pick your poison a little bit here with it. And here comes Johnson. And there you go. Johnson goes down off the left side. No gain. It'll be third down and seven on the 50. Yeah, and it goes back to what you said, Epley, in the beginning, how Crabtree doesn't want to go away from his smokestack eye pound, you know, ground and pound football. He's starting to get a little bit of confidence that he can do that now, and, and that's exactly what he's doing. So he's going to slow the game down and try to put together these, you know, six to eight minute drives and score, which again, is something Summit's not used to. Cooper Hall now in the game, a sophomore for Summit. So he's got to step in and play as probably needing a little bit of legs back there. They're going to run towards Keaton Wade and nothing. He, he takes on two blockers and his buddy, Finley Jamison, comes sniffs it out for a loss of three. Again, man, if I was down there right now, I would chest bump Finley Jamison, the middle linebacker for the Spartans. He played awesome uh, this year so far at the middle linebacker position. He shot that A-gap, chased down big number five, Andrew Page, and now it's going to force Beach to punt. That was a huge save for the Spartans. And we got Brady Pearson to return the punt for the Summit Spartans. That's big. That's huge. He's standing at the 21-yard line. 9-17 left. The kick is actually from the tailback, Courtney. And Pierce calls for a fair catch. Probably should have. But that's one of those you probably may not want to take a lick right off the start. So Summit will go from the 15. Yeah, and you can just feel. I mean, I know that I'm doing it. And I'm sure that these fans, these coaches, and these players are like a... Oh, Brady's back. <laughs> you can kind of feel it. He is a huge game changer in this game when he is in there. So uh, the fact that he's back is very good confidence builder at the very least for the Spartans. Here's the here are the last three possessions for Summit. Wade fumble, three and out, Wade interception. After the first drive, they just smooth sailing. Yeah, interesting. This is a huge drive for the Spartans. Four wide receivers. They're bringing one to the left side. It's King. Trips left. We'll throw it. Oh, Wade did not throw it. He was gun shy and a wide open receiver was Newt McNeely. Instead, he takes the sack for down to the nine yard line. Yeah, that one's on Wade, man. That was really, really interesting to see. He had his receiver open and he pumped, he pumped, and he just held it. I don't know why because the offensive line actually did a really good job there of pass from up front. Uh, I don't know, man. That was interesting for me, and he's got to step up and make those plays because uh, momentum is completely lost. Ever since that first drive, they have gone backwards, Epley. We have negative yards in the last three drives. Yes. One first down was a, a Pierce jet sweep, and I believe that's it from the first drive. Wade's got all day. They're covering him. Wade's oh, pressured. No. Wade at least gets out of the end zone and breaks away somehow. Wade. Breaks two, three, four, and he gets back to the original line of scrimmage from the one-yard line when he had three guys on him. I can't believe he got away from that. You've never heard us say that before. How did Wade get out of that? Not only did he hold the ball too long, but at the very end, I mean, a guy had a clear shot on him, and somehow he got away from it. Yeah, he ran it back to the line of scrimmage, but uh, that's going to take a toll on him. He's got to be gassed. And Coleman, someone's got to reassure him, man, pull the trigger, throw that thing. I think that interception shook him up because he is gun-shy, like you said. We'll see what happens. He's got two on each side. It's third and ten on the 15 for Summit. Wade's going to send a man in motion. Hollis off the left hip. 
Hollis will run a counter draw to the back, breaks one tackle, but can't break another and loses five yards on the play. So did not throw it on a third and ten. A draw play to Hollis goes for negative five. I got to tell you, man, uh, Epley, ever yep. since, I mean, not even Brentwood did we see this type of domination, should I say, on defense by another team. Uh, again, in the last three drives, Summit has turned the ball over twice and gone backwards. It's it's almost like they don't have a solution yet to move the ball ever since that first drive. Uh, it kind of looks like they're in trouble offensively. I hope they can make some adjustments here. Pierce will kick it. And Pierce will kick an end-over-end kick to the 35. It's going to go sideways. And it really does not get out past the 40. So great field position for Beach. Mm. So the 38 of Summit, 7-19. If you're just tuning in, it's 7-7. The offense for Summit has gone backwards since the first drive. Beach answered in their third possession. This will be their fifth of the night. Beach has alternated quarterbacks in, but with their best starting field position. Well, I say that, and there's a block in the back. There's no sense to do that by Beach, and they would have been at the about the 38, and now it goes back to the 48. Yeah, that's the second big penalty we've seen Beach make tonight that's really, really going to hurt them. Uh, again, you see how Beach is keeping Rager in there. That's the sophomore, number four. He looks a little bit more poised, a little bit more comfortable. And uh, I'm curious to see if they're going to go back to the receiver, Andrew Page, on this one because it's been working so far. First and 10, 7-19 left until halftime. We'll get the second half analysis and from Matt Rogers as we get closer to that point. And they're going to hand off off the left side. Tackle will be Courtney. Courtney stuffed in the middle for a gain of two. On the bottom will be Brady Hendricks. Yeah, they're going to try to continue to bleed this clock out and run and try to get some sort of points, even if it's a field goal, as close to halftime as they can because with just under seven minutes left, Beach is going to get this ball back at the turn of the half. So if they can be in a position where it's either tied or they're up, this is something that Summit hasn't faced before. Right now, I think Coach Taylor is pretty content with what he's seeing that happen. I mean, giving up seven points, you give up about 13 a game. You hold them here, I think you feel pretty good about it. You just wonder what the what's going on with the offense. Right. And a nice tackle. Aiden Bird sniffs that one out as the tailback. Uh, Courtney, yep, gets two yards, so it would be third and six on the 44 of Summit. Yeah, Taylor's sticking with his 3-4 defense right now, putting a lot of faith in Finley Jamison and Jacob Turner, those middle linebackers, to make those plays, and so far they have. Of course, Keaton Wade is in on almost every tackle or every other tackle. Big third down right here. If they go to the air, we might see a big sack for Keaton Wade. Here we go. The sophomore quarterback. Rager, I know he sees him. We got a flag on the play. And over the top, and it's caught at the 15-yard line by Jolly, but hold everything. That flag was thrown before the snap. Yeah, John Dipple's covering Jolly right now, and Jolly was wide open. That's going to be another huge penalty against Beach. We talked about it early, Epley, and now we're starting to see it. 
a big, big night tonight for Feltz and Dippold covering these two receivers because they're going to try to go to the air, and it has paid off so far. You might see a little cover two here now. You might see Brady Pierce going back with them um, in the, the 554 because yeah, it's it. now it's third and 11 on the 49 for Beach. You got to. You got to go cover two. You need help from Brady Pierce over the top. He's one of the best high school safeties in Tennessee. And uh, when you put your corners on an island against these receivers, I'm sorry to say it, but I, I just don't see Summit winning that battle. Well, here we go. Dippo's got the assignment to guard Page all alone. Pierce is going to help him pressure everybody. Wade, they're going to throw a screen up in the front. The screen play's going to work. They let everybody blitz. And Bronco Hanks has been the hero. He gets the screen for the first down to the 32. Man, did that beach offense sniff that out or what? They did exactly on defense what we said they should do. They pulled over Aiden Bird. They pulled over Brady Pierce to help with those outside receivers, which meant underneath in the middle was wide open. They ran that quick little screen pass, and they turned a one-yard pass into a 13-yard first down. Good coaching on that one. Five minutes left until halftime. This is the fifth possession for Beach at the 32 of Summit. Two wide receivers to the right. Pistol formation for Reagan. Hands it off. Nothing. And Keaton Wade grabs his right ankle, and he may might have gone for one. Man, he is so awesome and dominating up front right there. And also, got to give props to uh, big number three right there on that one. Brady Hendricks sniffed that out too. And, you know, Summit's done a great job, and Taylor and this defense done a great job of really slowing or possibly stopping this run and making Beach pass because uh, they've been very ineffective. We don't have an injury report. We saw Hill not get that first down. He hasn't been back in the game. Very, very so interesting. So they've, they've now gone to Johnson and Courtney. I'm just saying, Hill was out there, throws it down the lane. That's how, the only pass... And I will tell you, it's a, it's a good one. It's effective. But all they're doing is literally one step throwing down the line. Since it's a 101 with their 6'5 receiver, he goes for 10 yards and another first down. But that's the biggest gain all night. Yeah, my first question would be, why aren't they running their big receiver deep? I, I don't know. I don't know if the kid's not that fast. If he's D1, he's got to have some sort of speed. But what they are doing is they're saying, all right, I got a six foot four receiver. You're going to put a five foot nine DB on us. Yeah, I'll give them the ball in space, and we'll see who wins that battle. And that's what they're doing. They're giving him the ball one step, turn around, and letting him use his big body to shake him off because it's, it's tough to hack him. It'd off be the field. tough for them to bump the coverage too, oh, yeah. so they're playing off of him, and that throw it gives him a lane. Now two wide receivers are to the short side of the field. Four minutes left until halftime, and they're going to run right. Tries to block Keaton Wade, and my gosh. And he finds him uh, on the backside and just levels him for a gain of one as Courtney. I said it before, I'll say it again. He reminds me of that old school New York Giant uh, Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor. When he peels down from the backside and just explodes on that running back, like it hurts me sitting up in the press box watching it for those running backs. That was awesome. And to put this in perspective, uh, Courtney is six foot, 175 pounds. They're going to run it, and it's nowhere. 59 in the middle. Ryan Smith will bring him down at the line of scrimmage, third and seven for the Beach Buccaneers. Yeah, great play right there by Big Ryan Smith getting through that A-gap and uh, pulling that running back down. And again, it puts Beach 
in that third and about seven situation. But I think Crabtree actually likes this because he's milking the clock. He's getting the most out of his play clock that he can. And, uh, again, I've said it before, we haven't seen too many teams do this, and they need to if they want to beat Summit and stay close in the game. Converted on a third and 11 from the 49 with the screen pass earlier. It's third and seven on the 19 of Summit. 2.45 left until halftime. They're going to throw it. Pressure is back. Pressure. And down he goes. Keen Wade. And his helmet goes off. A loss of 15. Oh. Holy smokes. And i got to tell you, man, that big uh, receiver, Page, he ran that post and was wide open. But it is impossible to complete a pass when Keaton Wade literally took his head off. That was unbelievable. That I mean, that's freaking scary. When you have a receiver that's open, you just can't get him the ball. And that shows you the Wade factor and why he had every single college in the nation wanting him on their defense. I can't believe they're going for it here and not taking the field goal. Well, you're in, you're in dead men zone here. You're at the 30-yard line, fourth and 20. They do put in a different quarterback. It's Ford, the sophomore, six foot five, and he's going to be pressured. They're going to throw one up to the end zone, and it's out of bounds, and it will be a turnover on downs, 148, and Destin Wade's got it. Destin Wade's got the ball. It's going to be so uh, curious to see what he does with a minute 48 before a minute 48 is like giving Tom Brady three minutes in the NFL. But tonight, they've really shut him down. So I would love to see Keaton Wade or Destin Wade do what Destin Wade does here, be able to shake a couple receivers and break one open. But we got to give credit to his brother Keaton on that one. Seven's coming in on offense. Of course he is. <laughs> so seven's Keaton Wade. They said, hey, you just took the head off the quarterback. Let's go in there and see what you can do. So now he's the running back. So they're going to spread out the, uh, the defense, 148. First and 10 on the 30. Wade will fake it to his brother. Yep. Wade gets a lane. Destin Wade will run for 18 yards. Here he comes. And here it is, the Wade factor. When you put Keaton Wade at running back and fake that zone to him, everyone thinks, oh, crap, number seven's getting the ball. So they go to him, and that opened up the wide open middle for Destin Wade to do what he does. And Beach is like, wait a second. The two Wades are in. Wade Destin's got all day to throw it. He's got all day. He's still going. Pumping. He's going deep for Brady Pierce. Beats the safety. It's touchdown. It's a touchdown. It's Summit. 52 yards. Unbelievable. I wish that the listeners could see what happened when you put Keaton Wade in there to block. It's like that Brentwood game when Destin Wade fumbled and Keaton Wade came back and said, give me my brother's ball back and ripped it out. That's what Keaton did. He gave his brother Destin Wade confidence. When Keaton Wade's blocking for his brother, Destin said, I have all day. You can't guard Brady Pierce. Wide open for the touchdown. Huge momentum shift for Summit. That's what they needed, and they took the lead. And Destin Wade answered with the bomb from outer space. Oh, and a bad kick for Crane. Did it get over? No. That was the first bad one I've seen him kick all year, so missed extra point here with 121. We'll take a 30-second commercial break. We'll come back and see what Summit does on defense. Hey, folks. It's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. 
Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. Ignite the Spartan offense. You waited four possessions, and then you got it. You got the Wade factor. You got Dustin Wade rolling for 18, and then Dustin Wade... Basically brings one down or puts one up in outer space, and it's caught by Brady Pierce. The lead, 13-7, Summit, and now with Arrington. Uh, Short kick, got to come up to field it, and does at the 38. So, Matt, that's the answer. Fourth and – Crabtree decided to go for it. Fourth and 20 on the 30. Thought defense is playing well. Well, what do you know? Then number seven comes in. It's just – it's a – it's an X factor. It's a game changer. It's like when I'm playing my son in Madden and he lets me stay in the game and then he puts his secret player in and I just can't stop it. That's what the Wades do to these high school, uh, these other teams, and it's it's a game changer. And remember, Keaton Wade did not play in the uh, playoff game versus Beach last year. Going to throw one down the screen and it's there. It's Keaton Wade's going to come all the way out and make the tackle, but it's a gain of 11, so a nice run by number nine, Jolly. Yeah, they ran trips to the right-hand side. They have that outside receiver that's going to be uh, Jolly catching it kind of like an inside wide receiver screen, and then he kicked it back out to the outside and first down there. We, we said in the beginning, Jolly might be catching some balls because they key so much on number five, Page. Can't make up their mind which one, so Ford's now going to play quarterback for Beach. 112 left until halftime. The ball is spotted at the 50-yard line. 13 to 7 is the score. Summit leads Beach. And here we go. Two by two. Miscommunication. But Ford somehow makes something out of nothing. uh, Brady Hendricks up on the tackle. Also with Brady Hendricks and a gain of three. Hey, I was going to ask you, Epley, I don't know if you saw it or not. The last play, was Rager back in at quarterback or has Ford been in the whole time? Ford has been in on this drive the full time. So I wonder if that Wade sack where he took Rager's head off kept him out of the game because he hasn't been back since. And, And, of course, on that fourth down, we saw... Uh, we saw Ford throw that deep ball. Uh, Rager hasn't been back since. I, I mean, there's a possibility that uh, that Wade took him out. Ford's been out there for three plays, 31 seconds, and the clock is running. Up ahead is Courtney. In the lane, Pierce missed the tackle. Courtney shimmies his way down to the 38-yard line, a gain of eight on the play. Yeah, now you're going to see Beach take their second timeout because now they've crossed down to the 38-yard line. I don't know how strong their kicking game is, but now you got you can see Crabtree thinking, oh, 22 seconds, we got two timeouts, and uh, we just got a first down. He, he, of course, he's going to try to score here instead of just going into halftime, but uh, he's got one timeout left. I'd be shocked if they kept running the ball. I assume you got to go to the air. Yeah, but then on the other side, you got to say, well, 
We can't get seven. Keaton Wade gets pressure on and knocks Ford out. Then what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> then we go to the Wildcat formation. Because, <laughs> you know, both their, their quarterbacks are sophomores, and then their third-string quarterback is also a sophomore. Uh, so, the, you know, Justice Law is his name, and... I guess you could say on one hand, the future of beach football is looking bright because they're very, very young. But uh, if, if like I know said, I've talked to people, out. some people, Spurrier did it in the late 90s. The dual quarterback system, some people love it. Some people said it kills the momentum and the mojo. I, I don't like it. I think it kills the momentum and the mojo because the quarterback, you know, that's the leader of your field. You, you got It's like a pitcher. you got to get in a rhythm. you got to get in a rhythm, and, and swapping out doesn't allow him to do that. First and 10 on the 38 of Summit. Beach with the football out of the pistol formation. 22 seconds. Going to throw it. Outside. Intercepted. 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 Down to the 40. 50. 40. 30. 20. And down. They're going to mark him at the 25-yard line. Let me see who it is on the far side. I do apologize. I get the number to you. I do apologize. It is John Dipple. And he comes up hurt, but a big play by Dipple. Huge play by Dipple. The quarterback misfired right there to the big receiver page. Dippled was there to sniff it out. He's limping a little bit off the field. I think someone might have got pushed into him, but that's just a huge, huge game changer for them. You got to think someone's got two chances to run a play. Uh, the, the missed extra point was a fluke because now they're in field goal range, and they, and they do got a kicker that can that can hit that. But uh, we might see Dustin Wade go to the air right here to Brady Pierce. And uh, if I'm if I'm uh, Coleman, I'm definitely putting Keaton back in the game for offense too and he does and there's your answer Keaton walks with his brother as we're going to go four wide receivers Sam Salone's going to be the far right receiver and then you got trips down 11 seconds and this could be a big uppercut thrown by Summit Wade, Wade's got all day he's going to throw another one Wade, oh across the middle late tipped and incomplete nice coverage by Courtney trying to get it to Brady Pierce in the end zone. Four seconds. This is going to be it. You got a shot at a field goal from a long way off probably the right hash, or you can throw one into the end zone. Yes, I would. Uh, <laughs> I've, we've never seen it before, but I mean, can Keaton Wade go wide out and just throw a jump ball to him? I mean, why not, right? He's probably going to win that battle, but. Uh, I would, uh, if it's me, here's what I would do, man. I would run trips to the right-hand side, and I would sneak Brady Pierce underneath to the back of the left-hand side end zone. We'll see. It's going to be trips to the left. The far receiver is going to be Luke McNeely for Destin Wade. Keaton's off the right, and Coach Coleman says, well, wait a second. Let me think about this. Four seconds left. And you're right. You could th throw a jump pass to Keaton Wade. Bra King's also on the left side with Brady Pierce. They got Sam Salone on the right. Sam Sloan, the sophomore. I love Sam Sloan, man. Great kid. He's been filling in for the last couple weeks for Tanner Shake. He's got good hands, and he, he is a big-bodied sophomore. Be so cool for them to give him a shot and bring down this touchdown, but you got to think that he's either going to look to King or to Pierce uh, probably to, to bring this one home. Four seconds. I would think Crabtree would put some kind of preview. Yeah, and you know what else they could do? Something. 
they can you know make a they can make Beach put all their DBs back, and then Destin Way might cut it loose with his feet because we've seen him break 75 tackles in one play before. Well, it's going to be the same formation for Summit down. Or should I say up six at the 28 yard line, going away from the scoreboard at the stadium. Wade. Wade's going to throw it. Wade's looking left. Wade's got all day. Wade's going to go back right. Wade's going to throw it under, and it is to Keaton Wade. Keaton at the 20. 15-10. Keaton works over. Keaton Wade will score. Keaton Wade will score. And we got a flag on the play. It's just taunting. He just gave the John Cena to his face. We got a flag on the play. After he scored, he waved his hand over his face. You can't see me, John Cena Jr., a.k.a. Keaton Wade. That's what I would have done, baby. Release him. Throw the ball to Keaton. You can't tackle him. What a great play. And we're going to see what happens. Hopefully he didn't do it before he crossed the end zone because I don't know what would happen on that one. It might be before. Hang on. So let's see if it's if it's after he scored or before he scored. That's a bad call. After he scored or before he scored, that's going to talk to Coach Coleman about this. If it's So we'll see what the call is. Did Wade cross the goal line? I mean, I don't even know what the rule is. Can you do that? What if he didn't? I mean, he was still walking. I mean, he literally waved his hand over his face one inch before the Touchdown's good. Okay, good. So what they did was they put Keaton. Keaton Wade was, I'm going to call it a release back. He just waited for everybody to go down the field, and he just said, well, Destin can't throw it to somebody. And Destin literally threw threw a 10-yard pass to him, and he cut back left. The fun thing is, man, it's it's almost like two brothers playing football in the backyard and saying, hey, Let's fake little Johnny out to the right and then little Steven to the left and you sneak out and then when they're on the other side, just use your speed to go across the field. That was awesome. They asked Ryan Crane to kick it from 35 yards. Yeah, he's got a leg. And he didn't oh. get it. Oh, man. Well, that's going to do it. Everyone catch your breath. We're at halftime. And a 28-yard pass play, a floater over to Keaton Wade on the right side. He made one guy miss, and he rolls his way all the way back down to the left. They did penalize Summit on the uh, extra point. It was no good. So two missed extra points. The second one had the distance, just did not go through. But we're at 19-7. We're going to run some commercials. And we're going to come back and give you the scoring drives and Matt's analysis. And what's it going to take for Summit to win this game? We'll be back after these messages. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. 101.7. You're on the right dial. If you want to hear Summit and Beach, big game tonight. Two teams inserted the 6A football. It started out slow. It's picked up 19-7 is the score summit leads beach so the scoring drives for the teams would be summit starting on the board first and as they get on with destin wade a pass to brady pierce basically went to the left pylon pierce caught the extra point was good as Beach got the ball, didn't do much on the first possession. And then as we go down on the third possession is the next score. And it's a fourth and goal on the three. They'll hand it, Beachwood, <clears throat> to the middle back. Hanks will run for three yards and a touchdown. Score stayed 7-7 seven to seven for quite some time. 
until towards the midway of the second quarter. With that being said, Coach Coleman decided to bring Keaton Wade in the offense, and that's when it all changed. Keaton Wade got in at tailback. First play, Destin Wade faked it to him, ran for 18 in the next play. 52 yards, literally, where they, he threw it from up in space and got it to Pierce, who got behind the defense. The extra point was missed. 13-7. As we go towards the end of the fourth, it will be Wade still in, Keaton Wade at tailback with an interception, a great play as Beach was driving to try to tie the game or go ahead. The interception returned all the way to the 28-yard line of Beach. First play was incomplete, and then your last play of the quarter. Four seconds left. Destin Wade throws one to Keaton Wade, literally 10 yards. Wade does the rest. Keaton does the miss extra point, <clears throat> and that's been about it. So 19 to seven for possessions. Seven possessions for Summit. Three touchdowns. What if I told you this? What if I told you Destin Wade had zero rushing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns? That's what he's done tonight at halftime for Summit Beach. Six possessions, one touchdown. I can tell you this. I'm about to turn it over to Matt Rogers and let him give you the stats and his analysis. But if Kurt Taylor was interviewed, only seven points on the board, you give up 12 to 13 a game, you'd probably take it. Offense is starting to heat up with Keaton Wade in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what you said, what if I told you that Destin Wade had zero rushing touchdowns? What if I told you, Epley, that in, 20, in less than 25 rushing attempts, Destin Wade had 696 yards, 11 touchdowns in 10 quarters. And tonight he's had eight rushes for seven yards and zero touchdowns. That is insane to me. And again, you got to you got to give credit to Beach and their defense. They came in here with a game plan tonight that is working really well until you put in number 7 on offense. Keaton Wade, it's an absolute game changer because what it does is it allows his brother Destin Wade, a quarterback, to do what God gave that kid the ability to do. To be comfortable to pass the ball because Destin Wade has a phenomenal arm. It gives him the ability to run the ball because now they're worried about Destin Wade. I mean, going into tonight's game, you can tell Beach's whole defense was centered around stopping Destin Wade run. So now we know it's possible to do that you're just going to have to take a lot of your guys on defense and come up with a really good game plan to do it but then if they put in their brother keaton wade it changes everything which is why it's going to see coleman's going to be in 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 a predicament this year where because he doesn't want to play keaton wade too much on offense and as you can see when when he does they win and it changes the it changes the whole game but it's just awesome because 
you know, the big question mark has always been, well, well, how good of a Division One quarterback can Destin Wade be? You know, like that's always been the question mark. Can he throw the ball? The answer is yes. Can he run the ball? We already knew he can run the ball, but that's why I'm so excited to see Destin Wade at the next level because when he gets that solid quarterback coach, when he gets that solid passing game plan, I think he's going to be an absolute superstar, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of the doubters and, might I say, a lot of the haters that said, oh, well, he's not a Division One quarterback. He's a great high school quarterback, oh, but they'll probably move him to receiver or halfback. No, I really don't think they will. I think he's going to be a phenomenal Division One quarterback and because he showed it. If, if you give him protection and you let him do what he's able to do, he's an absolute superstar. Well, we also know the superstar we haven't mentioned, Keaton Wade on defense is a wrecker, and that's what he's done tonight. Yeah, he's, I mean, look at There's no secret why every single college football program in the country wanted number seven Keaton Wade on their defense. He is a guy that's going to step in there and not just play as a freshman, he's going to start as a freshman. And that's saying a lot because he already has the Division One body. He, he already has the, the, the God-given talents. And he's mean as heck on the defense. Like, he, you could, it's kind of like when a shark smells blood in the water. When he smells the pigskin. He smells the football. And he's an absolute force to be reckoned with. That's why, you know, I can't say it enough. The, the Kentucky Wildcats struck gold. When, <laughs> when the Wade Bros committed and put that blue cap on and said, we're going to Kentucky. The top five players in the state of Tennessee. Walter Nolan, we've talked about this, re- well recorded. He is the number one player in the country, and he's out of Powell. This is 24-7. Ty Simpson, the quarterback from w- Westview in the Martin area, is going to Alabama. He's the second player. Jordan James going to Georgia, the Oakland running back. Yeah. And here's Keaton Wade at three. A lot of people, Keaton was number two last year behind Walter Nolan before he got hurt. So he's moved back up. He went to nine. Now he's back to four. <clears throat> and then Barry and Brown uh, at Pearl Cone, who's an athlete. He's a phenomenal player. He's going to Alabama. So Alabama's got two of the top five. Good good for them. Walter Nolan, just for everybody to know, he has not announced where he's going yet. The number one player, I guess you have that luxury. <clears throat> but we're still going to upset. We're still going to take this back because this is usually up, up to date. Destin Wade is 12 in the state. 12 best player. I tell you, I mean, I, I sent Matt on a tangent for you guys. I'm not going to do that now, but uh, if there's 11 better players, <laughs> I'd like to see it. Can I be Can I be honest? You, do you want to know why he's the 12th player? <laughs> Is because Summit has a history of running the power pitch offense, the wing tee offense, the run offense. Coleman is a coach that tells everybody straight up, I want to run the ball 90% of the time, which is why Destin Wade has so many rushing yards and not so many passing yards because he doesn't have that offensive passing coach. That's why he's number 12. You you put him uh, at a a pass, you know, I want to say this the right way, an offense that airs the ball out, he's the number one player in the country next to his brother. He, he just is. There's there's no other quarterback. Again, I'm telling you all this. 
I've been around high school football my entire life. I'm 43 year old, three three year old, three years old now. I've never seen two players like the Wade brothers, and the, the closest quarterback that I've seen next to Destin Wade was Vince Young, and Vince Young was six years younger than me. And when I got out of college, that's when he committed to Texas, and I followed him as a high school player. The, the closest comparison I could make to Destin Wade is Vince Young. He was a huge recruit, too, as well. So I went to Rivals. Keaton Wade is still number four on Rivals, and Destin Wade actually slips down to number 13 there. Right, and it's because of the offense. It's because they run, yeah. and, and, and that's why. It's not because he's a lesser quarterback. It's lesser opportunities. Well, I mean, let me invite you to this. If you want to see a matchup, this game's not over by no means. It's 19-7 to if you're just tuning in Summit uh, leading over Beach. Next week, Ravenwood comes in. The week after that, Indy. You want to watch Destin Wade place some elite talent just like he is tonight? Come to these games. You're more than welcome. I don't know if you could get a seat. The ticket's kind of hard to get into, especially rolling off a uh, state championship last year. And, hey, bring your phone. Tune in to uh, Front Porch Radio TN.com. Click on 101.7 and you'll hear us. I got I, I got to be honest with you, man, and this is just me being a humble, humbly and true. When when I got cut from the Cincinnati Bengals and I came back home living with my parents, I started playing flag football, and I got more joy out of playing flag football. I shouldn't say more, but I, I would say it's up there as I did playing Division One college football. It was so fun to play flag football and and the reason i say that is to say this you and i have the opportunity to you know be in the stadium and announce for the tennessee titans on sunday you and i are up in the booth and we're doing the pa announcing and the spotting i can say that i am just as excited if not more excited for the next three weeks of summit high school football comparing that to the way i was getting excited about flag football when i played college football I'm almost just excited, if not more excited, about high school football than I am about announcing Tennessee Titan football with you because of these games that are coming up and what we're about to watch. So what does Summit need to do moving forward? You saw the offense stall just a little bit, but do you run Keaton out there on every possession? I don't know, but what, what do you think Summit needs to do offensively first and maybe defensively, if anything, to win this game versus Beach? You got to keep. I'm just going to shoot you straight. You got to keep Keaton Wade on the field. You got to keep Keaton Wade on the field on offense. It, it's look at. They had that first drive where they scored. Beach did them a favor by giving them a very costly penalty of 15 yards. And look at Brady Pierce is going to get open. Uh, and and the offensive line struggled a little bit, but they you know they recouped and, and did a little bit better. But here's my point. The first drive they scored, and then they went backwards and turned the ball over twice in the next three drives. The game the game changed when number seven stepped on the field in offense. You can't deny it. It's like when, you know, you're 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 playing, you know, backyard uh, football and the the coolest, fastest, best kid in the neighborhood finally shows up and it's like, oh you know, Big Bruno just got here. We're gonna win. That's what it's like when Keaton Wade steps on the field. It's like, oh, Keaton Wade's on the field. We're gonna win. That's what they have to do. They got to keep Coleman's got to keep Keaton Wade on offense because I'm telling you right now, I think if he takes him out, I don't think Summit wins the game. Let me play devil's advocate just a little bit here. This game matters in a win loss record, but not really. Right. This has nothing to do with the playoffs. When you got your two toughest region games 
respectively, coming up in the next two weeks. He goes out. I, I'm, I'm, I guess he could on defense. I'm just saying, you play him more, the math is going to tell you you got a better chance to get injured. That's all I'm saying for people listening. It says, hey, Beach is a fun game to be, uh, rivalry game. We love being here, but we're ready for the next two weeks. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, God, it's, it's such a great point. I agree with you, Epley, but I'm, I'm trying to put myself in, in Brian Coleman's mm-hmm. shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's thinking state championship first, but also when you're thinking about your coaching legacy, he's never had an undefeated season, and he's never going to coach two players like the Wade brothers again in his whole career. I've been around the game a long time. I've never seen two players like them in my entire career. So... If I'm Coleman, I'm gonna I'm gonna look to win every single game. It reminds me of Bill Belichick and the Patriots when they were playing the Giants week 16. They were 15 and 0, and he kept Brady and he kept Moss and all the starters in because he wanted to go undefeated. I don't care what anybody says or if Coleman himself doesn't admit it. Coleman wants to go undefeated, and he wants to do it. And to do that tonight, he's gonna have to keep number seven on the field. Well. Luckily, you do have seven and one out there. Unfortunately, Beach, after the 2012 championship, the last uh, Jalen Hurd is maybe he's up there with the Wades. Unfortunately, he only had one game his senior year, and I don't know if Tennessee called him and said, let's pull out of this, but he didn't play. So we'll see what happens as both teams back on, stretching to start the second half. We'll take a couple-minute commercial break. We come back. It's the second half between Summit and Beach, a 101.7. Summit leads 19-7. to Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quickmark convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quickmark convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. 
Quickmark Convenience Stores, proudly serving Shell Gasoline. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated, we specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems, and we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small, but when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc., Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back. Let's call it Big Orange tonight. Orange jerseys and orange pants for the Summit Spartans with the white helmets. Halloween early. 19 to 7, the score. Summit leads Beach. As we start the second half, Summit needs to carry that momentum from the first half. The last play was a touchdown but Summit will kick to Beach and I will tell you Matt no one would be expecting an onside kick here and I don't call it a lot but I just I I don't know I just I have a feeling you have a feeling I don't know I just do Wow, that would be incredible if you called that. That would be equally incredible if he actually did that. But the weird thing is, and you say that, the the last few kicks have been really short, and I don't know if that last one was a mistake or an onside kick. So I hope you're right, because I just want to high-five you for that call. But uh, this place is rocking and rolling right now. I mean, the thing I'm most happy about is that Brady Pierce is back in at 100% because uh, that's a huge factor for the Summit team, too. Yes, so the kickoff duties would be Arrington and the extra points would be Crane. That's where we see the um, the divvied up on that side. I was going to say, too, back to return is uh, Paige, the big wide receiver for Beach. I said a comment earlier. I don't know if they're just running short passes because he's not that fast. Uh, Yeah, he's really, really fast because when uh, they threw that interception, he chased down Dippold from about 25 yards away, and now they're having him return. So that kid's definitely got some speed. I don't think the kick's going to get to it. I don't either. (laughs) Page is back at the five-yard line. No way. We'll see. I would have loved to be in the locker room at halftime to listen to what Crabtree said to his team. Don't lose the summit. <laughs> Period. Here we go. Great atmosphere, as we mentioned. And an onside kick. Let's a go, squ- And he can't get it. 
What was that? Was that a mistake or an onside kick? It, if it's an onside kick, it went a little bit too far, but it never got off the ground. It was kicked like an onside kick up the middle. You know those onside kicks you just try to kick 10 yards and go get? It just went thir- 25 yards instead. What I don't know. Incredible call by you saying that. I just so really you just had a feeling that it was going to be an onside kick. That was I awesome. get text messages from the uh, halftime oh, locker room. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Start of the third quarter. They're going to hand off. A man in motion is going to be Page. Page to the outside. Whoa, he does have the speed, like Mr. Rogers said. Across the 50 already, and they're going to mark him down at the 46, so a big run there. Yeah, I questioned the speed at first because I didn't see it, and then now the last three plays he's touched the ball except for that interception. I have seen it firsthand. There's no uh, there's no secret on why Andrew Page is a Division One wide receiver, man. That guy can move that big hundred and our 205-pound, six-foot-four body. And Brian Rager's back in, quarterback. We did see his helmet get taken off by Keaton Wade in the second quarter. And he is back. He, he is breathing. And they're going to fake the sweep, and Rager's going to run it up the middle. Whoa! He gets uh, tackled by two players and led by Brady Pierce at the top. The man of steel, Brady Pierce, came downhill and tattooed him. And here we see again, you know, these two- and three-yard runs that uh, Beach is is putting together. But now they've crossed field. You know, they're on the 44-yard line. And, I mean, if they score here, you you know, you're back in a game. It's going to be a really exciting second half for our listeners and the people in the stands. On the 43, it's second and eight. Beach will break the huddle. And two to the left on the short side of the field going to the scoreboard if you're familiar with the stadium. And up ahead, it will be Courtney. Courtney to the 40-yard line, gain of three. So that now will bring up third and five from the 40. Yeah, third and five from the 40. And you see Kurt Taylor is doing what he does. He runs that 3-4 offense. And he's still running single coverage. But Crabtree and uh, Beach is, is, is stacking that uh, offense a little bit more, maybe putting in an extra tight end or running some tackle over. They want to run the football. So third and five here, I wouldn't be surprised if they ran it again. Me either. For especially when you saw about at this spot in the second quarter, your quarterback get his head taken off trying to throw the football. We'll see. 9.57, third quarter. 19 Summit, 7 Beach. Shotgun. Will be a handoff. Keaton Wade tackles the backer for a gain of one from the backside. Yeah, and that, uh, that'll bring him down about the 38-yard line. Keaton Wade come down. I mean, the, his backside speed is just unmatched and incredible. Now it's going to bring up fourth and four, and I would assume they're going to go for it. Yeah, last time it went for it on fourth and 20. I don't see why they wouldn't on the 30-yard line, so they're on the 38. So I would assume this is going to go, and here we go. Crabtree, and if you miss this and Wade scores on you again, all in all, you only got seven points to show, and then you start kind of doubting yourself. This is the play. I think always the first drive of the second half is monumental. Nine minutes left in the third. Here we go. Going to hand it. No, fakes it up the middle. Tipped at the line of scrimmage. Incomplete. Trying to get it to the star tight end. Jackson Long turnover on down. Yeah, it's interesting to see them keep Rieger in there at quarterback because he, I'm just going to say it, he, 
I'm on the side of him up in the box, and I can see him looking at Keaton Wade. His focus is on number seven, not his receivers, because he had that tight end over the middle, and Keaton just made the move towards him. He wasn't even close to him, and he felt like he had to force that ball out of there. Keaton Wade has tattooed the brain of Brian Rigger. I might switch it up and go to Jackson Ford if I'm them. The answer at tailback would be the sophomore Dominic Hollis will be in the lineup with Destin Wade. Nine minutes left in the third quarter. Wade's going to run the option down the left. He's going to keep it, come back inside, gain a one. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to see Coleman do this because if you put Keaton Wade in there, you're probably going to score in three or four plays, and that's pretty much, you know, you can put the icing on the cake. I don't know if Beach can come back from being down by three touchdowns. They lost. Their only loss was to Hendersonville by about three touchdowns, and uh, it, it was it felt similar to this in that uh, once Hendersonville started dominating the game, Beach kind of folded shot. But uh, by not putting Keaton Wade on the field, they're kind of keeping them in it. We're seeing McNeely get a lot of playing time. He's isolated on the left by himself. Shotgun, second and nine. Wade. Wade's going to run it back up into traffic. Zero gain, third and nine. Yeah, and you can see that's Destin Wade's 10th carry of the game, which will take him to 10 yards. 10 carries, 10 yards. It's just and, – and, and, and by the way, the 10 yards that he had was when – Keaton Wade was in the game and broke that thing open. I just want to see Wade hit something in the middle, not go for the jugular here. 749, it's third and nine on the 39-yard line. You need something here. This is a big conversion for the Summit Spartans. Pistol formation. Wade's going to throw it. Wade's got a lane if he can fake one out. Wade sprints open to the 50, to the 40, to the 35, 30. He's got a block ahead of him. 20, 10, 9, 8, oh 7. God. Shakes one off. Wade walks in. Oh period. God. Hey, exclamation point, period. Exclamation point, period. Destin Wade on the ground. It was a pass play. How many yards rushing now? Oh, what are we up to now? I mean, what was the end? That was an extra 55, 60 yarder. You know the stats. 61. Yeah, 61 yards. So that'll take him to 71 yards. But here's the thing. Beach blitzed that middle linebacker up the middle. Destin Wade saw a little bit of daylight, and they're just not going to catch him today. That was unbelievable. The biggest thing, too, is a, a receiver came from the back and jumped on his back, and he literally shook him off. It's just so awesome to watch. Going for two. Uh, 25-7, 7-24 left. Keaton Wade's in with Destin. Will they throw it to Keaton? Run Keaton, or will Destin get it? And they're going to run Keaton. Keaton off the right side. <laughs> he bulldozed it. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Interesting. So that's going to be 25-7. to We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be back. Summit leads. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. 
Welcome back in. 724-101.7. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. It's 25-7. Summit leads Beach. There's two things I think happen here. One, I think Beach is doubting themselves just a little bit, and you're going to have to go to the air a little bit more if this if this continues to bleed the clock. But number two is, I think the positive side, that's the first time I've ever seen Keaton Wade stop inside two or three yards. Yeah, that was uh, pretty incredible that they were able to stop him there. Dustin gave him the ball on the outside, and you know, they stopped him, but the, the biggest thing that, that I would expect Beach to do here is I would go back to Jackson Ford, my six foot six sophomore quarterback, and I would bring an extra protection for Keaton Wade because you can see Taylor's going to run man coverage against these receivers, and that's going to be the only shot for Beach here to actually pull out a, a miracle win. Seven points for Beach. After all this offense, them driving the ball, they're getting over the 50 to the 40, but it stalls when it gets to about the 30-yard line and hits one harder down the middle, and it goes to the up man at the 30 and just goes down at the 34. The squib kick thing really is interesting to me because they're just giving them the ball on the 35-yard line. Uh, I don't know why they're not uh, kicking a little bit deeper. I don't know if it's for injuries or they're afraid they're going to return one, but... Uh, Another squib kick, giving them the ball at the 35. It's exactly where they started on the last drive for Beach. This is the second drive of the second half. 25-7 to score. Which quarterback will be in for Beach? And I will give that to you. They're going to go with Jackson Ford. Jackson. I think that's a smart play. So Ford's in. Ford's going to fake it, and Keaton Wade almost ran him down, and his buddy Maddox Reed comes and sniffs it out for a loss. Big Maddox Reed, man, put so much work in on the offseason, bulking up, put on about 20 pounds, and now it looks like he's starting to wear down this offensive line for Beach. Big number 74 on Beach. The offensive lineman, his name is Buster Overstreet. He was having some words uh, right there, and he did not like losing that battle at all. It didn't help that Keaton Wade almost took the handoff. <laughs> yeah, a lot of miscommunication for some reason when Jackson Ford's the quarterback. Hands it off up the middle, second and 16, nowhere. In the middle, and the first tackler is Brady Hendricks. And it's going to be third and long for Beach, a throwing down as Courtney gets about three yards. Yeah, i got to be honest, man. I'm, I'm tripping out a little bit on Crabtree on why he's not taking more shots with these receivers. But that's his, that's his milieu. I mean, that's what he does. Now, once again, you're going to have to switch it a little bit here. Well, see, so, now, I mean, now you're probably not going to get single coverage. I mean, I would put, you know, two safeties back there to, to guard those two receivers because they ain't going to throw it to nobody else. You've got to block seven. He's on the left side of the line on the offense. He's going to be coming. It's third and 13 on the 33. Ford. No, he doesn't come. Throws one out, single covered, no safety, and overthrew him. I don't know what gutsy coverage by Kurt Taylor to do that. Yeah, that... Uh, wow! That, that should have been caught, man. That went right through Page's hands. And uh, not only could that have been a first down, that, that could have been a touchdown. But now here we go, punting. And uh, might I say, this should do it for the Beach Buccaneers. But I'm going to tell you, no safety. ISO coverage on a guy 6'4". Wow, that's amazing. The punt is going to go back to Pierce at the 29, at the 35, 40. We got two flags. We got four flags. Okay, there's a penalty. 
<laughs> was, I get it. That was a great call. We got two flags. We got four flags. Okay, there's a penalty. Yeah, uh, there's a block in the back that, <laughs> yeah. that's coming back. It may be two or three. <laughs> and after we get the call, we'll... And this is a danger zone. If it's a stoplight, I always do this in football. We're in red right now for Beach. You get one more like Roger said. You get one more. <laughs> this could be lights out. Yeah. Because then you're in automatic passing downs. You're 542 in the third quarter. This penalty is going to go against Summit. <laughs> yeah, block in the back. They're going to bring it back. And... Uh... We might not see, I'm sorry, Keaton Wade the rest of the night on offense. I mean, maybe, you know, Coleman probably feels like he doesn't doesn't need him. I feel like we're we're, we're right at that, you know, 5% chance of Beach winning this game. It's 95-5. to five. If, if Summit scores here, it's pretty much all but over. So I don't think Coleman thinks he needs him. Here's Destin Wade on the 27, first to 10. Hands to Hollis. Hollis gets by one. And there's another flag on the play as Hollis goes for two. Yeah, and this is uh, you know, what Summit doesn't do too often because when they do do it, 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 it really kind of kills them, not only their momentum, but puts them in bad positions. Uh, oh, okay, face mask. That's going to go against – I thought it was going to be a holding, but that's going to go against uh, Beach. Personal foul is telling you. Really? So it's not the, it's not the foul, yeah. Is that their third personal foul tonight? That's the second, <clears throat> I know for sure. But that's Beach's third really, really big penalty because they stopped the run right there. And, yeah. That's the big one. That's the one where you hang on to the face mask. You don't graze it. Yeah. That's the thing. We've seen that a couple times tonight. Beach, like we said, you know, they're coming in here with a chip on their shoulder. They felt like they should have uh, won that semi last year and had another state title. So Quarterfinal. Quarterfinal. Yep, yeah. yep. They You're right. Like, You're exactly right. That was the closest the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people said that. I mean, that was Summit. Then you go to Henry County, win that game, and go back to the state championship. So first and 10 on the 44. Wade's going to flick it. He's got King. King at the 50, down to the 49-yard line. That is a gain of seven. Yeah, gain of seven. You got King. And, you know, I, I was expecting to see a lot more out of Brandon King so far this year. And he's been a little bit quiet on offense. And it's good to see him back there doing what he does. They like to put him in motion a lot that time. They motioned him out to the flats, and he turned a little one-yard gain into a seven-yard gain. So I'd love to see more Brandon King get back in the mix like he did last year. At the 50-yard line, and we have back in Tanner Shake. We saw uh, Sam Salone also out there as well. But we do see Luke McNeely out on offense. He's been out there all night. He's on the right side, got doubles to the right pistol formation. You need three and a half. Going to send... King in motion. Fake it to him. Hollis gets it off the right. Ludes one tackler, but can't the second. Loss of one. Yeah, they just got to do a better job right there on the right-hand side because uh, you got to get outside contained. So they're faking it to Brady Pierce in motion, and then they're just giving that outside read zone to, uh, to the running back there. And Dominic Hollis wasn't able to really go anywhere because we couldn't seal the outside <laughs> containment. Third and six on the 49-yard line. This is a pass or run, I think, for Summit. I mean, most of the success, or should I say almost all the success, besides Wade's run last possession, has been through the air. 
I'm uh, predicting an RPO, run pass option here for Destin Wade. Try to break up the receivers. And if you got an open receiver, throw it. If not, run it. Well, here he goes. Fakes it. Wade's in the secondary. Wade's chucking along. Number one. And he breaks one. No, an ankle tackle. Saving by Courtney. He's down to the five-yard line. Yep, they spread it out right there. Trips to the right-hand side. Really opened up that secondary and that middle linebacker position. And Destin Wade, I mean, that was designed. That was not an RP. That was, hey, let's make them think we're passing and let's dart Destin Wade right up the gut. That was awesome. And I uh, told a fib. Keaton Wade's in. 358 from the five. Well, they're going to mark him down at the four. So that run for Destin Wade went for 45 yards. 351 in the third. What will they do? They're going to hand to Keaton Wade, and he scores. <laughs> Number seven puts six on the board. He wanted revenge right there, and uh, it was just that basic read zone that they love to run when Keaton Wade is in there. If that outside or that defensive end comes crashing down, then Destin Wade will keep it and run to the outside. But if he comes upfield and pursuits, he'll just give it to Keaton Wade, and that's what he did right there. But Destin Wade's got a new nickname. He's called the cheat code. <laughs> yes. Destin Wade is the is the cheat code. I was about to call him the accelerator. That's what the offense does. Yeah, and that'll pretty much uh, that'll do it for for Beach right. Oh, there. you're calling the you're calling it. Oh yeah, you can't. I mean, you, you just can't do it. No. Well, Ryan Crane, is he through? It is. So the score now thirty two seven. We'll take a commercial break. We'll be back three forty four left in the third. One stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia as the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee. We offer the largest selection of new Ram Jeep Dodge and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used too. Combine that with state of the art fast accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Welcome back in. Arrington going to kick it off to the Beach Buccaneers after the score from Summit, 32-7. 3.44 left in the third quarter. What was once a game is not a game anymore. And this one's going to go down deep uh, to the 24 compared to the rest of the, the kicks. To the up man, number two, Sam Salone slows him down. And Jordan Lee will be out to the 32-yard line. And I will say this. <clears throat> I don't know the injury report on Beach. But ever since Hill did not get that first down on that, that drive, we have not seen him. I was going to say, something, something must have, have happened to him. He was, he was actually running the ball pretty good. 3.36 left. And, Matt, now what do you do if you're uh, Summit and Taylor? You're, you're up big. You're up 20-something points. You get two more scores, and you got to run a clock. Yep. The, uh, Sorry about that. The um, You know, 
you're going to see Taylor do do what he does, and I mean, I, I'm just shocked they're running the that smoke guy. They're just going to run the ball. It's so weird to me. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Beach is running the ball. I mean, that shows me you're conceding. You're conceding. That's exactly the word. Yeah, hundred percent. So there you go. You're right, Matt. That's exactly right. You're conceding the game. Yeah, you might as well you know, take a knee, right? <laughs> well. Once again, I don't want to play, downplay these records and these wins and losses, but if if you think it's over, then second, second uh, misstep, then they're still in the uh, smokestack eye, which really can't create much. So second and 12, again, to Courtney. Now it's going to be third and nine for after a three-yard game. Yeah, third and nine. I mean, I'll tell you this. If they come out in the smokestack eye right here at third and nine, then it's officially official that they are conceding. Right. And once again, if you do... There it is. The... Um, <laughs> the if you're in the records, I mean, this, the, he's going to say, this, is, this may be it. Let's go home. And he's going to throw out of it. Keaton Wade's pressuring the quarterback, and he's got to throw it to the ground before <laughs> Keaton Wade sticks him. I'm telling you right now, man. <laughs> Poor Brian Rieger is going to have nightmares tonight. And his football player, uh, his favorite football player, will never again wear number seven. <laughs> Here's the hard thing. When you play action, you fake it, you waggle to the left side where it's harder to throw and Keaton's running from the right to get you. Yeah, he's just he's just <laughs> such a big force to be regular. He's so fast. He's so big, but he's so fast. And, uh, I mean, we've seen numerous times tonight where he has made the play without making the play, just his presence alone on the field. Brady Pierce will get a good return out to the 41, but slammed to the sideline, 209 left. And now the question is, does Destin Wade come out to what you saw? Beach just run the smokestack eye for three straight plays. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and Coleman's the type of guy when he – when he sees that, you know, the three plays in a row where they're pretty much conceding, and he'll probably do the same thing, uh, run it out. But it almost doesn't matter. When, when Destin Wade's your quarterback, I mean, when you run the ball, it's almost just as big a slap in the face as passing the ball, right? Because he's, I mean, he's phenomenal. 2.09 left in the third quarter. Hollis will get up in the secondary, carry about four Buccaneers. That was his toughest run of the night for five yards. But what we will do, uh, and what we will see, is what we saw at the end of uh, basically the whole second half of Centennial last week. Destin Wade probably won't carry the ball. He'll probably just hand it off, you know, just to keep him safe. And that's what we saw right there with Hollis. Austin Gruder's in the lineup now at tailback. Hollis going out. I really like that run. That was his toughest run of the night for Hollis. But I can tell you, with Beach in a different region, this game doesn't matter by the record. Getting getting to the playoffs. What they're telling us now is, let's just get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get out of here. Let's stay healthy. And, you know, they, at, at one point they thought they could win the game. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure they, they came in here with a fantastic game plan. Like I said, Beach was very much in the game and at one point in control if they would have scored to take the lead. But when number seven stepped on the field for offense, it changed everything. It changed the momentum. It changed the score. It changed everything. Pierce goes for the jet sweep for 11 yards. So Brady Pierce will keep the clock running for the Summit Spartans. 
now down to the 42 of Beach. 32-7's the score. 32-7. And Wade's still in. Maybe the last drive for Wade at quarterback. We'll go the jet sweep the other way. This will be John Dippold, and John Dippold's wrapped up for a loss of five. I love it, man. They, they, there's a loss of five, but, you know, according to Dippold, y'all didn't tackle me. There was five or six guys on him, and he refused to go down, and that's kind of like uh, him flexing his muscles like, you can't bring me down. So I'm not, I don't know why Destin Way would want to get this play in. Six seconds. Oh, and he's going to try the cadence count and doesn't work. So that's going to be the end of three. It's all Summit. Can we say welcome Ravenwood next week? We got 12 minutes left to think about that. Fourth quarter action on 101.7 coming up. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. And back to the action. 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. You're listening to 101.7. 32 to 7. Second down and 15 for the Spartans. And Hollis will slide his way literally to the 35-yard line. So a nice gain there for Hollis getting 11 of it back. So now it's third down. Yeah, I would have liked to see Hollis break that one, man. That kid's got some good speed and such a promising future for the sophomore, man. I'm, I love watching him run the ball because uh, he's got that breakaway speed that he could do. And uh, Beach got lucky right there. He didn't break one. They caught him right from the back. Third and four on the 35 of Beach. Keaton's in. What does this mean? <laughs> He's uh, Coleman don't want to give this, the ball back. Uh, and Keaton's going to run it and ramble his way. You guessed it. To the 30. He needed three, and he got five. It's almost like they don't want to tackle him, man. I mean, honestly, I'm not over-exaggerating for the radio. Not only does it, does it look like a man amongst little kids carrying the ball, but I'm not even joking you when I say I could tell that beach players avoid him. It, it, it's, it's crazy how intimidating Keaton Wade is when he carries the football. I think Coach Coleman wanted that first down to run two more, two or three more minutes off the clock. Yeah, for sure. I'm not sure that you're going to pass it. Dippold gets the sweep to the left. Dippold runs for a gain of one. 
to the 30. Yeah, and, and we can tell that Destin Wade is not going to carry the ball. <laughs> you can tell Cole and be like, all right, buddy, you're done for the night. Just stand out there and hand it off and call the snap. But, uh, you know, and here's the first injury it. of the night for the Summit Spartans. Mm, I don't like to see an orange jersey on the And ground. we'll take the injury commercial break. And we'll give you the update on the player. 10 minutes and 19 seconds. You hate to see this. 32-7 Summit leads. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodride believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Welcome back in. 32-7 is the score, and it is Jack Bauer. So Bauer cannot put any weight on the left ankle as he leaves, and that's your starting left guard. The least experienced of playing time of the left guard or any of the linemen, but that's a big loss. We're going to keep an eye on that because Ravenwood's around the corner. And you need all the players. Yeah, and, uh, you know, pray- prayers for that kid because uh, he couldn't walk off the field by himself. And it's definitely an ankle. They're going after the uh, the, the left shoe right now as, as Bowers on the table. But uh, that doesn't look great, that's for sure. The clock is running. Destin Wade is a throw-in. Destin Wade goes to the end zone to Brady Pierce. Double teamed and no good. Kind of shocked a little bit at that play to not keep the clock running. Yeah, it's one thing I can say about Coleman. Yeah, Brian Coleman definitely keeps us on our toes and keeps us guessing on uh, what he's going to do a lot of the time because uh, I didn't think Keaton Wade would come back in and I didn't think they would throw a deep ball. But, uh, you know, even though it looks like the game's over for Beach, the game is certainly not over for Brian Coleman and the Summit Spartans. So it's third down and eight. Just converted a third and four. It'll be from the 29-yard line for Wade with trips to the right single up top and we got Cooper Hall no that's sorry check that that's uh, Tanner Shake on the outside completed to Brady Pierce in the hole 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Brady Pierce. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to notion to you before that play. It didn't look like anybody was covering the receiver. They ran trips to the right. Brady Pierce was on the inside. No one was covering him. He had a safety about 20 yards deep. He just ran a simple little 10-yard post wide open. And then the safety slipped, and Brady Pierce walked in untouched. 38-7. One more score goes on the board, and we have another running clock. I would have never guessed it, especially with the way that this uh, that this night started. I, I just I would have never guessed that. And uh, 
Good for the Summit Spartans. This was another big test for them, in my opinion. Probably one of the, the better teams that they've seen tonight, especially defensively. And they found a way to, to make it happen. They made the adjustment. 39-7. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back in, 39-7. A little ACDC. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. We can move towards Ravenwood. 9.40 left in the game. We are prolonging. The inevitable here. And what does that mean? Is another summit win? Kick fielded at the 30 yard line by Powell. He goes down at the 34. So we might, we saw the smokestack eye formation on the third possession for Beach, 9.35 left in the fourth quarter. What will it be now? Victory formation. They'll take a knee. <laughs> I just did that to make you laugh, Epley. I'm sorry. Still, uh, you know, they went away from the smokestack guy, and they're, they're lining their receivers out wide. I'm calling it right now. I, I think Beach is going to score a passing touchdown here, and they should have done this a lot earlier. Well, they got a new quarterback in, and the quarterback's going to be Justice Law, the other sophomore. Yep. So he's going to get his shot, gain a three on the play. Running the ball will be Javon Carter. The interesting thing is, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably wrong about the pass because, you know, one thing I do know about Beach is, is Justice Law is the athlete of the three, and he, he doesn't have nearly the arm that the other two quarterbacks have, but he is the athlete. He's the most athletic out of all of them, so he'll probably be running a little bit as well. Second and seven inside nine minutes. He's going to throw one in at the ankles. Yeah, he and that's not going to be it. Hey, Andrew Page is still out there. Yeah, unfortunately, he couldn't even complete that, uh, you know, short little five-yard pass to him right at the ankles. It's, he's an athletic quarterback. Probably should be playing somewhere around running back, and, and you know, he, he's athletic. So maybe some type of read zone, like someone tries to run and try to get uh, Justice Law out in the open field. But uh, I don't think he's going to be throwing the rock too much. We got Braden Burbank here playing an in position uh, for. Summit, along with Maddox Reed on the other side of him. 8.56. And they're going to run it up the middle and nothing. And Pierce will be on top of them. And I think, yes, it is Brady Hendricks on the bottom. Yep, and they're going to be uh, punting again. I mean, can I just say it? I mean, Beach came in here with with such a bullet, so much energy and so much momentum behind him, and Keaton Wade just stole it from when we went on offense. And now, I mean, I'm just watching Beach tuck tail and and, and go home. This is, uh, you know, pretty uh, 
apropos after what we saw last year and at the beginning of this game. Well, we'll see. Uh, Pierce will call for the fair catch, and we'll take another commercial break. And we'll be back. 8-14 left of the game. It's all Summit 39-7. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. 8-14 left in the game. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call, and it will be a handoff as Summit still has Destin Wade out there, and we will get you the tailback as that just happened. Austin Gruders on the carry. Yeah, Austin Gruders to that left-hand side. They're just going to they're gonna run the read zone to the left, read zone to the right, maybe mix in a fly stretch or a fly sweep, but... Uh, you got 7.48 running clock. Um, Summit's trying to get out of here with no more injuries, and Beats are going to try to do the same. Yeah, it looks like one injury. So Jack Bauer uh, will be the left guard. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll have a call with the coach and get that updated. So hopefully you continue to have Bauer there as King will go to the right side and twirls around, lost the football. It's on the ground, and it's picked up by Summit. So King got the first down, and it's picked up by Gruders. Yeah, it was that fly stretch to the right-hand side. King had a wide-open lane, and this is what, you know, I, this is really where the Summit offensive line really shows their colors in the late third and fourth quarters in the game where they really wear these defensive lines down, and they're doing it tonight against Beach as well. Clock should be running. We don't have it running right now. There it goes uh, as... The ball now on the 23-yard line, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, 39-7. And Destin Wade coming out party, I would tell you, passing the football. Yep. Brady Pierce out wide. I mean, maybe one more ball to Brady I'd Pierce. like to see McNeely get one out to the outside. He's been always the split guy on the uh, and sometimes singled as he is now. Pierce comes across. No, that's King in motion. Segruders will get it. No one's touched him. No one's touched him till nine yards, and he spins his way for 11. Yeah. And they, uh, Gruders, man, he's, he's really come along the last couple weeks as a, as a running back. And, I mean, there's just so many different forces that that uh, Coach Coleman can hand off to. We've seen, you know, we've seen um, Hollis. We've seen Gruders. And we see King, King yep. and Pierce, and there's just so many, so many different players and athletes that Summit can can draw up and, and put in that offense, man. Eight goes out, and that's um, McNeely. Wade still in the game, first and thirty-three, or first and ten on the thirty-three. Six minutes left in the game, and they'll hand off another sweep. And this is King, King rolling with his blockers. 
And that's another five yards to the 39. Hey, someone's got to show uh, Brandon King how to receive a handoff and carry that football, man. He is. Uh, he fumbled on the last carry, and he's receiving the handoff with his hands instead of letting him put it in the chest and covering it up like you know running back does with their forearms. And then when he's carrying the ball, he's, he's not tucking it in his arm the way he should. And hopefully that's something they recognize on film and, and correct. before. They There's can. no way you can fake it like that. If you're catching it with the outside, yeah. the fake kind of rolls through the stomach. That's weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just tell it like it is, Epley. That's weird. I like when you pref- always preface it by saying, I- let me just tell you like it is. Like you say it before you're like, you're going to say it. I don't know. You never know who it is. There's a lead play off the right side. No, I believe it's Gruder's, and it is. He needed five, uh, four yards, got five. I love the way Gruder's carries the ball, man. He, he runs downhill. He runs hard, and he carries the football correctly, Epley. And uh, it's another sweep to the right-hand side for the first down. And we got about five minutes left until we're home early again, Epley. We're home early. Well, it's not going to end at 9 o'clock. It's 9.07, so we're, we're seven <laughs> minutes past Centennial. <laughs> 68 coming in. Elijah Cook, the senior. All right. Great for him. Cooper Cook going out the right guard. Cooper Cook's been phenomenal, too. He's got so many games under his belt. If you're in high school, this is what somebody says, how is Summit that good? I say, well, number one, you got the Wade. We'll stay here. But number two... How often, and we've always talked about this, and I'm going to go to the offensive lineman right now. Matt Mullen, a three-year starter in high school. Three-year starter center, Tyler Garber. Three-year starter, Cooper Cook. You could call Richardson a year and a half under his belt. Jack Bauer really was the guy who they plugged in play last year. The rest of these guys have been on 20-plus games in high school high school football. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's and – They've been, which you take in that consideration, they've been to the end of playoffs every single one of their years before that. You know, going to the uh, to the state final their sophomore year, winning a state championship last year, their junior year, and then now here they are again. I mean, you, you can't put a price on experience, camaraderie, and just gelling together as a team. And they've been with Destin Wade at quarterback. That's like playing with Michael Jordan in basketball. I mean, like, you know, would, would we would we ever have known who Tony Kukoc was if he didn't play with, you know, Pippen and, and, and Jordan? You know what I mean? 4.30 left, and oh, they're going to hand it off, put the subs in, and that goes backwards. Six yards, we will get the running back. Uh, give me one second. Josh Jenkins in. Josh Jenkins, the ball carrier. I mean, this is why, you know, and we talked about this a lot last year, Epley, you and I, is of these young guys being able to get reps and how the future of the Summit Spartans is looking great. And and now you're seeing it. Like, you know, to be a sophomore and, and you know, a late-blooming junior and be able to get into these big games against Beach and against black men, and, you know, and it's just you can't put a price on it. Is it Luke McNeely at quarterback? That's a change. That's, yeah, that is a change. It is from what we've had in the season. Last year it was Austin Harvey. It is. It's Luke McNeely running one to the left side. McNeely. we got a flag on the play. McNeely's squirming his way for – he needed 14. He got 14. Yeah, unfortunately but, he might be bringing that back. Oh, McNeely just can't catch a break. 
That's an interesting. T- uh, we will talk to coach about that too because we saw Harvey at the beginning of the year even uh, backup quarterback. And it's crazy because Coleman's yelling at McNeely. Maybe he missed the handoff and he just took off. I'm not sure. The penalty's on Summit. Three minutes and 29 seconds left. It's 39-7. So McNeely is the quarterback at the 26-yard line. <laughs> Hashtag things you'll never see Brian Coleman do. Yell at Destin Wade the way he yelled at McNeely right now. <laughs> Wade, take his helmet off. Here you go. Yeah. Oh, oh no, hang on. Wait, what's going on here? So <laughs> here's our player that we love to see. And oh. another... Penalty on that. This is what happens when the subs comes in. Get a little, get, get a little reachy with your hands. But our guy Jack Hill. Look at we talked about again. We've talked about this. Well, one of these guys got to be the quarterback next year. I, I thought that. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Sorry, I got, I got distracted. <laughs> I, got, I got distracted by Coach Coleman. I thought it was going to be Austin Harvey. He was the backup last year to Wade, but we haven't seen Harvey uh, this year, and it's interesting. And, and no, we have. We have. We have. Harvey's only a junior. It's, yeah. it's interesting that he's putting in a, he's putting in Luke McNeely. I mean, this is the JV squad. That was almost a fumble right there. Yeah, almost as a handoff got to uh, Jenkins, and that was a third down and a country mile, and now it's fourth down on the 25, and this is this is probably going to do it. Fourth and 30 on their own 25. Uh, do you think if they brought back Destin and put in Keaton, they would get the first down? Maybe. <laughs> it's 50-50. After two penalties... Beach is thinking maybe we can score on this return, get this more. It's crazy respect. to me. Yeah. One of the things you said early on when it when it was seven seven, and uh, I'll go ahead. I'll let you call this. Yeah, I just returned at the thirty two by Courtney, and the pursuit is there, and it's Jack Hall, I believe, on the bottom for the tackle. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, at the beginning of the game when it was seven seven, and you know we were we were talking about Kurt Taylor and. And you said that you know, even even though Beach started to get a little momentum, you were saying, you know, Taylor's got to be happy right now because they've only given up 12 points all year. They're only at seven now, and that was early on in the game. But, I mean, you were right. Here we are. Game's almost over in under two minutes, and they held them at seven, and that average of 12 points a game is now going to come down a, a point or a point and a half. Yeah. And we talked about this in the pregame. As we go back to the team we saw last year, Beached averaged 35 a game when we met them in the quarterfinals. Currently 21.8, and it's going to go down after this. And a heave down the right side. And I'm kind of shocked at them now throwing it with 139 left. But... And then Summit averages, we mentioned the defense giving up 12 last year and 12 this year. Offense scored 33 last year at at the beach game. This year's 42. So we're almost at the number. 
So those are some stats to think about is you're going to have Ravenwood's offense coming in and a phenomenal quarterback from Ravenwood. Anytime you're uh, at last I checked, we could check it again. When you're committed to a Division I school to play quarterback, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Seven-yard run by Carter. 39-7's the score. Most likely be the final. And now, I mean, it's all backups now. Normally, you know, uh, Taylor will, will keep Pierce back there or maybe even a Felt or a Dipple just to secure, you know, the the up top, make sure they don't score again. But now, I mean, this is this is totally the JV squad. 54 seconds left in the game. 39-7. In the middle. Whoa. A big run by Carter. Goes out to the 45-yard line, 11-yard run. Yep, 11-yard run at uh, giving it to Carter right off the right-hand side. And, again, you know, Carter, he uh, – he uh, didn't carry the ball. I was gonna say he didn't. He didn't carry the ball at all last year. I was looking for Darius Johnson because he he got some run last year mm-hmm. against Summit and even scored a touchdown. But uh, Carter, that's we haven't seen him tonight too much. From the forty-six of Beach, probably one snap left, and this will do it. Yeah, Maybe not. Just, yeah. They're going to run a play. We've got eight seconds. The clock, the, the disparity between play clock and game clock is five seconds. Pistol formation be the last play of the game. And he's going to throw it. And it's incomplete. And that's going to do it. The there final score, 39 7. It's all summit in the orange tonight. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll come back with Matt's final thoughts and under Ravenwood for next week on 101.7 FM. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. This is JP Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. 
As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores, proudly serving Shell gasoline. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. It's the way Summit wanted it to end. Somebody just told me, I'll take what they said. A Spartan fan came up and said, first time they ever won the orange jerseys. So, if that's the case, then we'll announce it. Maybe not, but it's been a long time since they wore the orange jerseys. 39-7 is the final score as the uh, Summit Spartans took full control in the second half as Wade, uh, 61-yard run, uh, got it up 25 Seven. Stopped Keaton on the two-point conversion. Then Wade, uh, 40, uh, 45 yards, gets it down. Keaton Wade then will score from four yards, 32-7. And then we get the last scoring drive, the th- three for three, actually, for S- Summit to the last drive. Wade, touchdown to Pierce, 29 yards, 39-7. The final score, scoreless beach in the second half. It really, it was close for about a quarter and a half, and then Don't Stop Believing came on, and <laughs> the fans don't stop believing here, and they better have that same mentality before we get to Ravenwood, but we'll spin it over to Matt Rogers and give you the stats and his analysis on the end of the game. Yeah, the stats tonight, uh, you know, just the interesting thing is the way that Summit shut Beach down in the second half. It reminds me, you know, because I know a lot of the people here listen uh, and are Titans fans. It's very similar to what the Titans were able to do to the Seahawks last week where you saw the first half, you're like, oh, no, what's going to happen here? And then it's just a different team showed up in the second half. And I don't know what Kurt Taylor said to his defense at halftime, but it worked because it was a different defense in the second half than when we saw in the first half. So I say that to say this. Keep in mind, when I'm reading the beach offensive stats, 99% of these stats came in the first two quarters. I mean, they basically would have had the same result if they didn't even show up in the second half. So with that being said, total offense, Beach had 182 yards, Summit 357. Number of plays, Beach had 51 to Summit's 44. And then passing, you had Brian Rieger. I mean, you you had five different quarterback attempts for Beach. And uh, the leader was Brian Rieger, three of six for 31 yards. Destin Wade in the air, 6 for 10 for 155 yards, 4 touchdowns, 3 of those to Brady Pierce, and 1 interception. On the ground, Destin Wade started out the game with 10 rushing attempts for 10 yards. He finishes with 12 rushing attempts for 116 yards and a touchdown. Excuse me. Keaton Wade, two rushes for eight yards in a tubby. And uh, Brady Pierce in the air, three receptions, three touchdowns, 108 yards. I'll say that again. Brady Pierce, three receptions, three touchdowns, 108 yards. And uh, I would say <clears throat> defensively, I got to give 
a lot of credit to those two middle linebackers, Finley Jamison and Jacob Turner. They just played an outstanding job from the middle position. And then, of course, as always, Keaton Wade, the future Kentucky Wildcat, coming off the edge at outside linebacker. He is one of the reasons that Rieger was not able to throw the ball. Because, again, Beach has great receivers in number five, Andrew Page, and number nine, Aaron Jolly. They were basically a non-factor because you couldn't get the ball in their hands. So it didn't matter if you had Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss, Tyreek Hill out there. If they can't touch the ball, then it doesn't matter how good they are. And that's what Kurt Taylor's defense was able to do tonight. And again, i got to give a shout-out as well to the defensive backs, Dippold and Feltz. They did a great job. They locked them up. They were playing man defense. And just a great, great defensive showing, especially in the second half tonight by the Summit Spartans. So, Matt, as we move on to continue the undefeated season, we then will welcome Ravenwood. Ravenwood to the stadium next week. And uh, once again, we mentioned the quarterback, I believe, is verbally committed. We'll get that for the uh, Florida State Seminoles, I believe. So, I think his name is Chris Parson. But uh, we'll we'll get more on, on Ravenwood as we get closer. But that's a big game, and that's... We always talk about it. That's the games that matter. So those are the region games. Yeah, they always say, you know, uh, you know, we're getting into October and then we're getting into November, and and, and the the bulk of this schedule, the tough part, is really going to start. I like I said, man, you know, we get the opportunity to do the Titans game on the weekends, but I am just, if not more, excited about these games coming up with Ravenwood and Independence over the next two weeks. They they're going to be nail biters. They I, they're going to be. Close games. They're going to be dogfights. I, I think. I mean, I, I felt that way the, the first half of this game tonight, and I was wrong. But a different team coming in here next week than, than Ravenwood. You're not going to get a lot of sophomores, juniors that are kind of rebounding the season. You're going to get studs. You're going to get a Division One quarterback coming in here. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, the battle of the quarterbacks next week. And it's going to be exciting. It, I, don't, I don't think their quarterback can move the way Destin Wade can move, but he can definitely throw. I don't think Destin Wade needs any motivation. <laughs> Not at all. But, uh, but no, it should be a good game. Once again, the final score here, 39-7, as we had a running clock last week. This one was really close to a running clock. And now Ravenwood, we'll see if this game is going to be close with Summit. Probably going to lead the newspapers uh, uh, this weekend with uh, Destin Wade's performance and Keaton Wade on defense for sure. But there's a lot of other um, – candy we can hand out to uh, Summit. So as we sign off tonight, we appreciate you listening to 101.7. The final score here is 39-7. We'll go live next Friday, 6.50. We'll be here for a quick pregame for you, and then Ravenwood will be the opponent. That's the region, and that may be for first place. We'll get you all that information. From Matt Rogers, I'm Mike Epley. So long, everyone. Thanks for listening.